huh? A little bit of a funky intro. You like it? I do. Welcome to episode number 41 of the Bender Blend podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Bender. This was a really fun episode. Uh, we had some amazing, talented young ladies stop by and play some music. Uh, Reese Galito plays in The Kicks here in San Luis Obispo, as well as Tipsy Gypsies. Uh, I think she does some solo stuff. I don't think I know. Um, and then Laura, she brought Laura Fox, very talented, on the saxophone and clarinet. Um, they played some songs for us. We talked about their music. Um, we talked about a lot of things, but it was really fun. And they're awesome ladies. And uh, thanks to Henry, Clint, and Gabby for being there. You guys rock. You guys are really going to enjoy this episode. Let's get into it. Cheers. There it is. It wasn't bad. We've had better ones. It wasn't. I don't know, man. It was like a two-phase cracker. uh, It was. And Henry's really good at the two-phase crackers. (laughs) Because I Um, think they're so important. Both sounds are so distinctive. Very much so. Uh, Welcome, ladies. Let's uh, let's get some introductions. The some of the regular crews here: Henry, Gabby, and Clint. Thank you for being here. Um, Reese. Hi. What's up? Not much. I sprained my hand today, but I can still play the guitar. <laughs> and also, yeah, thank you for bringing your Absolutely. instrument. Um, and then Laura over Hi. there. How's it going? Laura Fox and Reese Galito. Yep. Um, not you guys just introduce yourselves to people listening, just a little bit about yourself, what instruments you're playing, what bands you're in, and all that. Sure, sure. I'm Reese Galito. I, um, I started a band called The Kicks, a reggae band, when I was the... I think in my fifth year in college, I had like one class and one senior project. So why not Yeah. just party from Wednesday through Sunday, like move all the furniture out of the living room and just have like 24 hour band set up. And that's, that's awesome. how I want to kick. Like, that's how I want to end my career. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. But yes, yeah, <laughs> so we're still, one. we're still kicking. I mean, after almost 15 years, we're still around. We're still playing. That's great. Play down in Santa Barbara a couple of times this weekend. I'm also, uh, I also conned my way onto the tipsy gypsies. Okay. <laughs> I, like, I, them. I said, you can have this song for your album. Yeah. If I get to join the band. So, <laughs> basically, That's yeah, pretty so good. Don't Waste Your Time on the latest release from Waiting is a, is a song that I wrote for the Tipsy Gypsies. Awesome. And then, uh, I didn't even know that. See? <laughs> but also, the lead singer Hillary and I, she's my best friend, so we just try to contrive like ways that we can hang out more often. Yeah. So that's like, hey, join my band. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, and I'm doing some solo work, and um, as long as Laura keeps calling me to jam, okay. we've, been, we've been jamming. Staying on top of it. That's awesome. Keep jamming out. Nice. Jamming. Oh, I, I feel lucky when I get to jam with you, Reese. <sighs> you don't have to say that. Well, I bet it's you awesome. Put on, you put on the fireplace for me, so that's yeah. always nice. I made you a coffee. The, re- the coffee. Literal and, and uh, metaphorical yeah. Yeah. fireplace. Mm-hmm. Like, Flames. let's heat up this jam a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was on fire. It's nice. Um, Laura, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then and then I'm going to go back, and we're going to get we're going to go deep. Okay, so start at the I'm surface. I'm just kidding, but yeah. really, it's, right. it's 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 pretty fun. We'll have fun, but I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, happy to be here. Uh, my name's Laura Fox. I play clarinet and saxophone in a few bands um, with Reese in the Tipsy Gypsies. That's that's been a total blast. Um, okay. I also play in a brass band that is anywhere from six to thirteen people, <laughs> depending. Awesome. Yeah. Um, usually on the size of the venue. What's right. the name of that band? That is Brass Mash. Amazing. Yeah, I've seen you guys okay. play a couple times. It's Good always shit. fun. It's so much fun. We it have is, a blast. Jeez. Yeah, it's mm. it's fucking awesome. You can tell. Awesome. Yeah, like I was comes, gonna say definitely. Yeah. You guys, mm-hmm. that's why I was like, they look like they're fucking having fun up there. Mm. Yeah. 
Not yeah. that the tipsy gypsies don't. I love I love that band as mu- just as much, but it's just like the brass match. I think I've seen him, I don't know, two or three times. You guys, two or a couple times. That band and drum. Nice. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. And uh, fuck yeah, man. That's what did you call it? You guys bring the shredder cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a blast at Band and Drum. I remember both times we played there, there was like potential rain in the forecast, and we were like debating up until probably 10 minutes before we started whether we we're going to play outside or inside and mm. is that because of lightning out? scares and your metal instruments <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, lightning yeah. scares yeah. Yeah. We, we, we all have like okay. yeah pedal board situation <laughs> yeah they'd be scared you'd be fine because you're standing on wood so it's like you're not you're not grounded out but the guys with the guitars and stuff oh, yeah yeah yeah. Well, we don't allow guitars in that band. Yes, oh, that it's, band. It's you're perfect. right. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why I was thinking of the it's gypsies. Yeah. <laughs> Not allowed. No <laughs> guitars No <allowed>. strings. <laughs> yeah. Only brass things. strings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh, what would that sound like? That'd be kind of weird, right? Brass strings? Yeah. This is our latest sticker. Sure oh, so cool. Oh, my gosh. That's, That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> I hate it, but I love it at the I'm same gonna time. I'm going to punch Colin in the picture of that. <laughs> no flying Vs. I was oh, going to yeah. say, so oh, very specifically, go. no flying Vs, so I could bring a Gibson yeah. or something. Hey, well, Wait, this don't, don't this is great. <laughs> more stickers. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, nice. Well, and again, don't answer anything you don't want to, but it's just going to be kind of getting into it. And then if you guys want to play songs, <laughs> let me know when and just take it away. But um, yes, Reese, yes yes. your background, like, did you grow up? How, when did you start playing music? Were you, it seems <gasps> like you're pretty young from what I read online Yeah, a little yeah. Bit. So uh, unlike other Filipino families, oh gosh, I'm making generalizations. <laughs> you know what? I think it's a pretty well-documented fact that Filipinos love them some karaoke. <laughs> So while my parents own three different karaoke machines that we are fortunate enough to have at our family parties, um, my aunt and my uncle who were doing the jazz nightclub circuit in Honolulu oh, cool. at the time. Wow. So they would come That's back awesome. for parties. So instead of karaoke, what we had was just this jazz pianist that's like, what song do you want? Yeah. And you're like, oh, Auntie Sony, can you bring that down like a step and a half? And she'd be like, oh, what about this? Oh and so gosh. basically, I grew up singing those at family parties. Wow. As soon as I w- <laughs> had my braces on at 16, they're pulling me in weekdays at the Catalina Room and on you know Sunset Boulevard so I can sing my two songs and that's then get so driven silly. home by my dad immediately after. That's that awesome. sort of stuff. So I started yeah. singing. Okay. I guess like my first crowds were my family, which is like 50 people at like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like trying to shame like the ants are like we don't get to see you very often you yeah, should of perform for us <laughs> you're like before I die yeah and then I'm like oh my god now there's like so much yeah. writing on this performance which still happens yeah, which, yeah, yeah <laughs> which still happens because I had Laura Laura came over to Thanksgiving that I hosted in slow for 35 people oh wow and there was definitely a performance but okay. usually everyone has to perform Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the thing. Well, this time I walked in the door and you were already playing. Yeah. And all the chairs were set up like a proper <laughs> like concert. A ven- like a venue. Yeah. 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 Everyone's just like sitting there watching Reese. And I was like, I was like, break your horn out. I mean, you can get some pie if you want, but like, get ready. <laughs> at least have some pumpkin pie for That's fine. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. Where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in in the San Fernando Valley, more specifically Chatsworth, which Ooh. during the 80s and 90s and the early 2000s was Super the porn fun. capital of the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I've been to significant facts. I've seen the pipe dream building there. Yeah, yeah, eight noteworthy. Laying pipe dreams. (laughs) (laughs) I used to try to be like I'm from LA, but now I'm just like I'm from the eight one eight man. It's hot. We have malls. Yeah. Um, Honesty is the best policy. That's what north northeast of like Hollywood, right? Oh yeah, at the very like we're at the very northern end of the like the valley before it turns into the eight oh five. Okay. Yeah. Like right near CSUN. If anyone Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. What about you, Laura? Did you start music early? I started in fourth grade on clarinet. No shit. Okay. Yeah. So however old kids are in fourth grade. Yeah. I, I don't remember. I don't that. Yeah, yeah, we're too. Fourth grade. Too much time. Fourth graders these days. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's yeah, I had my first piano <laughs> in kindergarten. Oh wow. So yeah. Yeah, but, Asian parents. So you were well, not only that, but it seems like you got. I mean, the the atmosphere definitely helped, but. I've heard you sing, and it's like, yeah, you've got, you were graced with some, some gifts there. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah. It's <laughs> nice of you to say. Well, really, though, it's, cause, there was one episode, a long, it was like in the beginning, I think maybe single-digit episodes, it's episode 41 now, so, you know, momentum. Oh, but um, We talked, and I tried, <laughs> I think the question I came up with was like, after listening to uh, Elizabeth Gilbert, I think she's the author yeah. of Eat, Pray, Love. She talked about the muse whispering in her ear of like, Big magic. you need to write, book. you're yeah. a writer, write this story. Mm-hmm. And I, my question to the group was like, what's your muse? And most people are like, I don't really have, and I'm like, damn it. But <laughs> I don't know if that's something for you. Like, again, it seems like you were raised on mu- around music and playing it, but like, was there ever that moment where you're like, this is what I, I do? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There, my very first live concert, my same aunt and uncle took me super close and like orchestra pit to watch Tony Bennett play. Oh, we used to do the wow. Universal Amphitheater. <laughs> okay. Nice. This guy, he just rolls out his tuxedo. He's playing with a guy with a 12-foot, like a Steinway. Oh. And he's just, just cut. He's just, yeah. he oh, man, Tony Bennett, what a great dude. Like, he doesn't give a shit. He's just throwing out all the hits. And I was like, that is what I... I want to do that. I could do that. Yeah. Like that's what I want. And that's so, awesome. basically, yeah, very cool. Yeah. But yeah, even like I know plenty of musicians that were raised playing music or that had musical parents, but it sounds like you also had the performance aspect in your childhood, totally. where it's performing for your family. Yeah, you know, yeah. Instead, instead of just this kind of solitary thing that I think a lot of people are raised mm-hmm. with music, mm-hmm. where you're in a room practicing and then you have. Like a concert, a, yeah. like a, re- a recital or something. That was a lot three, more my experience. Two or three times a year yeah. with a like, no, with feeling. And I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, you gotta get into it. And I was like, oh man, I'm six. Again. This time better. Yeah. No, are you dragging? Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> you know, the metronome. Yeah. But did you do like school, like school rehearsals and stuff? All of that Hey-o. stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Actually, what's funny is I wanted to learn saxophone first, but um, they didn't like girls playing saxophone in my school. Where did you yeah. go? Patriarchy. Ooh. I know. Oh. I mean, no one said Knock like, it off. Loud, but it was like every girl that wanted to play saxophone got put on clarinet or flute. Oh my um, god. Yeah. It was a Catholic school. <laughs> Wait. It was a Catholic school, it was a public school outside of Philly. Outside yeah. of where? Philadelphia. Okay, well, so you're from the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and did you grow up in a musical household as well? Um, I grew up in a household that my parents were both very, very supportive of mm-hmm. my brother and I having some sort of hobby, and uh, sports were not working for me whatsoever. <laughs> so they were like, yeah, we're going to definitely invest in some clarinet lessons because softball's not your thing. Nor was <laughs> uh, soccer or gymnastics. Uh, gosh, any of the other things I tried. Um, but yeah, just like did all the bands I could in school and yeah. picked up saxophone uh, a couple of years after I started clarinet. And yeah, I was journaling. It's funny that you bring up the muse thing. Cause I was just journaling about this. I try to do several pages a day and mm-hmm. get, get my, my shit out. And yeah, uh, it's good for you. I have a new pen. <laughs> Oh. We're a fountain pen oh, buddies, yeah. you guys. Oh, oh that's this great. This is my travel pen for the Philippines. It's so oh. small. Like wow. For the listeners, it's a real dope pen. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's an adult pen. <laughs> at a, at Tipsy Gypsy rehearsals, it, we're like, we mess around, but like it's serious note-taking time too, so there's yeah. all like, what kind of pen you got? Yeah. What, yeah. It's what like the scene in American Psycho <laughs> where they're comparing business Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of what that one rehearsal in my house, and I was like, what kind of pen you got? <laughs> I remember the first fountain pen. Well, what, uh, what was written in your journal about the muse? Um... Just about having these moments of realizing why I want to keep playing. And I don't, I don't have like a first concert moment that is so vivid for me where I was like, I want to do that. It was more, I think Mm. just a collection of different experiences and feeling Mm. like, holy cow, like this is something that I know, I know I can do. And I know if I put time in with practice or playing with other people, like Mm -hmm. I see rewards and I feel mm-hmm. enjoyment out of it and that especially yeah. as a kid like you know yeah. when you find that thing whatever mm-hmm. it is yeah mm-hmm. oh my gosh I can definitely identify with that too because yeah. I my parents tried you know soccer and this and that yeah. and it's like I just just wasn't into it you yeah. know and then once I started I, I'm always like always love music and I was always at you know playing like before I knew how to play guitar like I'd play the tennis racket yeah you yeah. Know what I mean? yeah or anything I would just like <laughs> air totally, guitar yeah air guitar and so <laughs> I originally wanted to play drums. My parents were like, mm, here's a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, same thing. Like I, you know, they were supportive. Um, you know, n- neither of my parents are real musical, but my grandfather is. Mm. And it's in my family. So there is a little bit of that in my DNA. But same thing where you sort of just kind of build on those experiences. I remember the first time, like, you know, I played guitar maybe a year, knew a couple of Zeppelin riffs and, my buddy had played drums for like maybe a year. We're uh-huh. like, let's play. And yeah. it was like, you know, at the time, fucking amazing. You know what I mean? We're like, oh, that's good, guys. <laughs> yeah. Can you turn it down a little bit? But, you know, that was like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. This is it, definitely, you know. So. Also, my family, music has a lot to do with kind of like our cultural memory. Mm. I mean, and I'm not even saying that in a, like a like like a, like Filipino folk song type deal, but like, um, you know, the, the ability of music to be able to transport you to a, like a specific time and place, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely. so I just really feel like there's certain songs where I can like remember exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so it's like almost like a memory bank. So for me, yeah. trying to write songs is to try to capture like a memory. And then when I perform it or I can sing it, I can be right back there. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. I think yeah. we talk about that all the time and like we're that it's one of the few mediums that like very specifically you get that. It's like, I know exactly where I was when I was listening to this for yeah. the first time and what mood I was in and what shirt I was wearing. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's that, the power of the musical vibration. It's if like, you guys yeah. ever get the chance, please read the book, This Is Your Brain on Music. Ooh. It's a guy who started out 
um, I don't know, it's, um, I can't remember the mm. author's name, but he started out just working, he dropped out of high school, started working in record studios and stuff, and like, eventually became a, a neuroscientist, and like, kind of tells you from layman's terms all about like why music resonates with parts of your life and oh, how it cool. connects to yeah. your brain. It's fascinating. Yeah. yeah, I'm a music therapist, so I definitely love that stuff, and yeah. it's it's amazing. And they like it's it's amazing to see in the research, you know, that what we mm-hmm. are triggered with through music, but also like the more active we make the music making right. experience, the more it uses our brain. Yeah. So, oh yeah, like I've done sing-alongs with people who have dementia and all of a sudden they are transported to their teenage years and they might not remember where they put their glasses but then the song they can sing along with all the lyrics that's so cool i i did a couple concerts for uh because my grandma had uh, alzheimer's and dementia Mm -hmm. um so i i worked with the the homes here in town at garden creek and sydney creek we would put on concerts and stuff and have jazz band choir come out and that was like the happiest and most alive you would see the people in the house because it would reconnect these pathways in their brains yeah. and mm-hmm. these synapses finally fire again and it's amazing to see that that connection between how we hear music what it means to us and like how active it stays in our brains yeah. throughout our lives it's fascinating alive, yeah. and really cool. gabby for you it's like I don't, I've never pried enough, but you know, when you sing, like when did you realize you could sing too? Cause you can, you've got a great voice, but don't fucking give me that oh, look. Stop We've, all heard, We've all heard you, you sing. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get no, it. but was, was there a mo? cause you do get it. You have to, you perform. Um, I'm curious cause it's like, I, I guess I've never pried because I've always seen that look in your eye, but now I'm gonna, because there's everyone here minus me is a musician. Fuck you, Ben. Yeah. I've heard you You're rip on guitar better than I know I rip. Um, <laughs> I noodle. It's called noodling. <laughs> okay, but anyways, let me just let me. I'll I'll play the humble rumble and then. But really, like, was there you know, was there that moment where you're like, I think I can do that, and you can, and we've seen you do it. But do you remember if you were like singing along to a Disney song and you're like. No, I'm actually I in tune. I'm I'm right in tune with this. <laughs> Ariel got this I don't sound like shit either. I can do that. I am Ariel. Yeah. <laughs> um, I grew up with my parents, especially my mom, listening to a lot of jazz. Yeah. And my 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 mom loved jazz and classical, and my mm. dad was all about funk music. Okay. Nice. And well, G- and I remember G-B. like going back in memory. In memory, I was. I was thinking on like the first thing that I thought of was like at least with classical music I remember sitting in the back of the car um, with my mom driving and I would always sit in the back but I would I would look like I would sit backwards and I would look out the oh, back window okay. and she would play yeah. and the the radio station was 92.5 in Puerto Rico and it was all jazz and classical music and I remember just kind of being um being around mostly like either salsa music or mm-hmm. classical and funk and and jazz. I think two point five. Yeah. It's like L Crush. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> racist. <laughs> um, uh, I can't remember the first time I started singing. I feel like on it, like it was something that I always just tried. But I remember uh, when I was in, like. 
I sang when I used to go to church. I sang in church. Okay. And that That's was a gateway drug. I did. That was the <laughs> 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 it is so for us. It's for a lot of people. Uh, and I sang the amazing grace song. And then that was like, and I remember being so nervous and only, like staring at one spot because if I moved my eyes anywhere, I would have probably fainted from being so afraid. But I can't. Re I remember uh, like singing Shakira growing up because she has a very distinguished, unique voice. Yeah. She can yodel. Yeah, no, early Shakira. She can yodel. Early Shakira. Yeah, early oh, Shakira. Good, Spanish yes, Shakira. Absolutely. You guys will you. never know how good she actually was. Yeah. No, I get um, it, man. Take us back. She I can know, yodel. Seriously. I remember. She yeah, yodeled and everybody's like, whoa. Hmm. She's act <laughs> she actually different. has an operatic voice. Yeah. Is but it? she had to change it for okay. pop. Yeah. Uh, so well, then yeah. it went into the Kermit the Frog territory. You got to listen to her to her Spanish songs because it's, it's just a different... She wrote all her own things and it was like poetry and all that. But I can't remember... I got like severe stage fright for singing mm. and I didn't start until like karaoke maybe six... Five years ago. What's going on? Wow. We should all we should do this at a karaoke bar, you guys. I think so. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was Clint and I were at karaoke at Broad Street on Saturday, and it's it could be taken over like that. Absolutely. We could, right. um, we'll if, you, if, if we all show up, it's because there were. It, here's the thing, and I know my my lane at karaoke is Green Day, Ramones, uh, some rancid punk rock because it's mm -hmm. a lot of it's not. Now, you can it, put flavor in it as you can, well. And also, it's yeah. not straight, like, I'm not trying to be in tune so much. It's more just like, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'll, and I will, although I will say this, I can't, I'm actually like less of a singer than Billy Joe Armstrong. Now, that's not saying he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> he does sing, but that's my, my point is yeah. like, I tried to harmonize. I was like, oh, the dude is actually singing. Oh, fuck. But I try my best. But my whole thing is like, and, so I did stand up months a month ago, two months ago, for the first time, and I told that. I told Henry, and I was like, you know what helped me do that? Because when I was living in Colorado before I moved out, I did karaoke, um, like every Tuesday night at this Chinese place. It was awesome, and not because it was Chinese place, but because they were the only ones that were like, you guys want to do karaoke here? Hell yeah, we have a stage, and so the the local karaoke dude, David Sandman, was like, yeah. Fuck yeah. So we did it and like I got like hooked on it and I was like, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. And he was like, what are you going to do tonight? And I was like, well, I can't sing, so I'm going to do the fun shit. You know, I'll do real big fish. Yeah. You know, like stuff I can. And I learned like that. Con like if you what I learned real quick is karaoke. Do songs, you know. Yeah. So you don't stumble. Oh, yeah. Like you've got the timing down when it starts. You know, it's like, yep. Because I see too many people the, go up and be like, changing. I'm going to sing Queen. And you're like. No, don't do don't the, the color changing yeah. words only get you so far. Don't do it. <laughs> like, don't. Yeah. So I learned real quick: do songs you know, mm -hmm. especially if they have them. Like, oh fuck, this but is great. But a pitfall <laughs> that I see a lot of people that do regular karaoke, and I've been guilty of this myself, is doing the same song every mm. time, and you're like, oh, you're doing this song again. Mm. Cool. <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. No, it's their go-to. I, mean, I don't know. But and that was my you know, but Oops, that was my over my stage fright because I you know yeah it's so it's all about like putting the hours you know like it takes ten thousand hours blah 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 but you know I, it's, 
you just think about all the hours you put in behind behind a microphone and right. they all have that. Just it. I mean, yeah. karaoke. I mean, you know, you're you're singing in front of an audience. You yeah, know? and that's yeah, and you have to keep time. Oh, oh yeah, it's important because it keeps people in it. Same curious. That's definitely that's fucked. That's fucked me a few times. Definitely. Wait, say that again. Sometimes it's in a different key, the karaoke oh, yeah. track. Oh, that's right, because like, it's original. not the same. Yeah, yeah. It's not really licensed which, from the... Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. If there were fans in, you can change the key on the spot, which yeah. I, I don't even yeah. know. How What's oh, your karaoke song? F sharp. Um, I don't know. I've done a... Speaking of Queen, I've done Crazy Little Thing Called Love. Ooh. Uh, that's a good oh. one. It was pretty fun. I didn't, I didn't bomb it. <laughs> Did you say vomit or vomit? I didn't, I didn't vomit or vomit. <laughs> but tomato, tomato. Speaking of, let's play a Queen song. Wow. No, I, yeah. do I look like grass mash to you? Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say your catalog of knowing songs, Laura, uh, for that band because you guys do for Brass Mash. When I've seen you, it's a lot of pop, and so it's. Do you guys? Do you, sorry. Yeah, I was okay. gonna say, do you guys have a list, or do you? And it's like learn these songs now. Uh, well, we use sheet music. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. You chart everything out. Yeah, there's Dang. a couple people in the band that do the writing. That's impressive. And <laughs> it's funny because like <laughs> classic rock songs are easy for me because that's you know what I what I listen to a lot of. But whenever mm. they're mashed with like a pop song, I'm like, what is this Ariana Grande <laughs> tune? Grande. I go listen yeah, and like learn it that way. So uh, it's kind of funny. Shout out to Colin for charting all of the Kicks Horns lines. Oh, <laughs> Colin Dean. Wow. Yeah. So you get. I was gonna say, and I I have a good. Well, I I. It's hard to say like. Spit it out. The appreciation, because, and I don't want to shit on anybody, but there's some bands that you see and you're just like, oh, you guys are, you guys are uh, sublime. <laughs> sublime light. Well, they have a good thing going. Now, here's the thing. You know? Of course, and, it, and I don't say that, dis- but it's just like sometimes you see, and it's like at, Clint and I were at Frog and Peach like a, two months ago and we saw this band they were here's the thing they were great musicians good like at what they were doing they're really good but it's like I know that sound mm. and what I crave more of in that reggae genre is roots reggae and it's Same. you know that feeling of like when you hear like Desmond Decker it's like first mm. wave it's that it's first wave it's, rock steady it's, it's yeah, little yeah it's stuff. rock steady exactly <laughs> and that some people don't know this and it's that little, I get the little like yummy joy of telling people like, you know that ska came before reggae, and they're like, it's like yeah, go listen to old Bob Marley. Some Studio One stuff. Like mm-hmm, it's yeah. roots. And the oldest Bob Marley stuff is on R and B when he's wearing yeah. a suit oh, and yeah. he, has, he has, yeah, it's all. It's good shit, man. But yeah, the first time, so I got, I was so lucky, I got to take. Uh, photos for the first tour that Chronix and the Zinc Fence Redemption did in America. Um, he's this Jamaican reggae I love artist. Chronix. He's awesome. Um, and that was one of the first times that, like, because I was never, like, casual, like, sublime, not, never really got into the scene other than, like, 
when some of my punk or rockabilly friends would be like, oh, took off this thing. And I'd be like, all right. But, uh, but that was the first time. I love that, that I your inner mocking voice is always Kermit. Kermit. Yeah. yeah, I was like, when you were talking Shakira. It's my Shakira voice. Um, Shakermit. Yeah, it's my Shakermit voice. Um, but that was the first time that I was able to, like, every night hear this, mm. this band of incredibly talented musicians kind of blend this classic style like some like really 50s jazz like uh, mm-hmm. like or- orchestration of these sounds into reggae that I started actually appreciating what good reggae musicians the, are. The band right now that I feel like is doing it the best is the Skints out of London right now. It's oh. it's got that it's got that they've really captured that era when Bob Marley lived in London, the kind of like that punky reggae. They yeah. they have got it and they are seriously good. Yeah. And they're starting to get a lot bigger. I mean, they Good Medicine got them to come through here once. Oh, cool. I, I begged them or twice. And they are like my favorite favorite band. They're just like these punky called? kids from London, the Skints. But their the drummers skints. are lead their lead player. They play rock steady so good. They nah, play lovers so good. And that's they awesome. they harmonize and they all are doing it's a four piece band. It sounds like there's ten of them up that's there. That's awesome. The drummer is singing and the yeah. the keyboard player is singing, also breaking out a sax and a flute. They had a flute intro in one of their songs, and I was like, oh, they're, are they just not going to do that? And she just she like pulled it out of her sleeve, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and she rips that and gets back on the things and starts leaving. Like you know? I was just like, this is like the coolest band I've ever seen. And, and live, it, they're so faithful to like the yeah. energy they bring on recording. So mm-hmm. I would recommend them. They're coming the out with skin, a new album. And I love it. That's so got to be like... The are so good. Okay, skins I'm going to write it down. The skints of... were the bloody skints, right? Yeah, oh, God, they're so good. They're they they're so shy on stage that only their guitar player just speaks in like a, the thickest Cockney kind of that's like oh, oh that's awesome and you're like I don't know what yeah. you, I don't know what you said <laughs> yay you're doing a great great job yeah. Yeah. keep going <laughs> think he likes us um, do you guys want to play us a song sure Woo! I'm feeling it we're about a half hour in I feel like we're ready hey, for you it you want to play a song we've never played together before of course what's your thing. Fender, what's your thing? Oh, here. It's that, uh, it's, it's the first, it's like the oldest Bob Marley song I know. Oh, yeah. This is the oldest Bob Marley song I know. Okay, hold on. Sorry. 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 Well, now let me, let me tell Laura the chorus.
That's what I like to do, though. Kind awesome. of like you sprung your private finger. You have a great voice. Thank you. Yeah, yeah that was and, amazing. Uh, and you have excellent guitar player fingers and hands. Don't Thank you. I don't need this sprained finger, no. do I? <laughs> <laughs> I told you if I can hint. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Opening a jar Long of fingers. what? <sighs> I, I got a, a thing of good goop from Hillary. And so my wife makes a similar... I'm not going to say superior, but similar <laughs> mix of herbs. It's a great And goop. so I wanted to compare the smells. And so I hadn't opened it in a while. And then I tried it really hard. And I was like, come on, Galito, Right? Sports. <laughs> and I was like, you can, and then I just, I just hulked it. And then I felt something pop in my hand. Fucking yeah. hell. That's where we're at Come right on, now. Galito, Come on. <laughs> That's the age we're at right now, what man. Is, what is it? It's like a... It's like a olive oil and beeswax based thing, ointment that you can use for like um, the one oh, the the stuff that my, my wife makes is like good. It's anti-inflammatory and it's antimicrobial and it's good for muscle aches and it can make scars go away and it's good for this and that. So I was doing yeah. carpet espionage. <laughs> yeah, one day my wife's gonna sell that stuff, man. That stuff like. The drummer in my band got his finger caught in a hedge trimmer. Fucking hell. Sent me a oh picture god. of it and I was like, oh god! Oh, oh my god. Sent him it and he said, oh. after a week, he went back into the into the office and they're like, what have you been, This looks great. Like, what have you been doing? And he's like, Jungle Goo from Lauren. Which is uh, bomb. Yeah, which is bomb. Anyway. That's cool. That's how I got no, hurt. Nice. So <laughs> you do know, I mean, your hands, like, you've got great. Exactly. Oh no! Like this is like from this is from long, many years of fingers. piano for sure. Oh really? Just trying to get more than one octave. Scale work. Um, Scale work. It's great. Um, and how do you? Are you bending your notes with the reed? Is that how you're like kind of it's bending notes a little notes bit? A little bit. Yeah, it's little little, little mouth. Stuff. I got it. That's the name of our new yeah. band. It's called Mouth But yeah, for for it's sure the saxophone. I like that. That's a great name. Yeah. For for sure the saxophone is the most like steampunky like mechanical uh, instrument that also has so bells. much like it has so much voice in it that you can kind of like it's it's always fascinated me because it seems like this machine and yet when people are playing it with soul you it feels like a human voice like there's so much you can do with it and it fascinates me beyond belief that's like, a cool description someone should definitely fact check this but I heard that the waveform the saxophone makes is like one of the most similar to the human voice yeah really? it feels like that to me in the way it reverberates and like the way people can kind of bend the notes in like singing perfect choir music mm. takes away a lot I mean, of the the slides yeah. that, that all of these like <clears throat> real musicians when you yeah. have your voice singing perfectly is not necessarily what you want you want your imperfections and yeah. it's it's done very beautiful in the saxon you do a great job with it thanks yeah. Thank you. There's a karaoke system that grades you on your ability to oh, hit pitch, fuck. and I get in the 70s, and my family makes fun of me. But I'm trying to do artistic license. <laughs> maybe I'm sw- I'm like bending up to a thing, or like I don't really like that. I got this really cool other timing for this part that I like. Yeah. And they're like, haha, you got 75 percent. Watch me get 100, and they're just like, eh. you know, like they're like hitting the yeah. Hitting yeah. solid C. Yeah, but it's kind of like you know, sort of like. <laughs> 
you know, it's like when you're playing, you kind of want to be a little behind the beat. You know what I mean? It's like you kind of want to be a little yeah. it's like as a human element to it. Yeah. It's like, but it's like one of those things you have to you have to know how to be spot Johnny on the spot before you can kind of be like, I'm gonna like. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what auto tunes for. Come on. Oh, yeah. Now, what kind is that? An alto sax? Yeah, okay. it is. Key of E flat. That is beautiful. E, e flat engraving. Oh my gosh! I'm looking at my flowers on my saxophone. That's um, gorgeous. I went into this really cool sax shop um, in Berkeley, and they have an engraver and. I was I was just looking at some of the work and it looks like tattoos. Yeah. To me. Like like really like beautiful ornate like flowers. I think there's a lotus on here. Um, and it's really cool to watch the people work there because it's this own yeah. like art <clears throat> form. You know. Yeah. In, little. In itself, yeah. Well, especially tat like <laughs> almost much. tattooing on a yeah like, um, an object that's so curved <laughs> yeah. that yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's insane to keep a design. That Stop thing. bending your arm. Oh wait, you're an inanimate object. <laughs> Bend away. Um, the other fun thing I kind of noticed when you were playing on your verses, you were doing what almost like a, a funk bassist would do, of like filling in the gaps in between with the right notes. It was it was mm. those in between moments that are, are that's why Laura's well. the best because she can fill the. That's like that's just definition of being a pocket player. You know, yeah. we're never on top of each other. Yeah, it's always filling in when it needs it, and then. That way, even though we're a duo, we're not doing the same thing. Yeah. You're a pocket player, Laura Fox. Oh, well, I'll be in your yeah. pocket anytime. You put me right now. And my dad likes you. Yeah. That's, oh. He's the best. What a, what a nice man. Well, it's, it is obvious, too, like, listening to you guys play together. It's like, yeah, that's... And just seeing your guys, it's fun to see that perform. Like that, as a as a audience member, I always love seeing people enjoying what they're doing because I've seen performances where you're just like, you get you guys are getting. No, I'm gonna name names because fuck it. Uh, uh, names. Kings of Leon, I saw live and I was like, are you guys having? You guys not are having like fun? Yeah. <laughs> You guys are making millions of dollars and you're not having fun. What's going on? Like maybe maybe take a step back and think yeah. about it. Were they on a big tour? Right? It, it was yeah. it was Coachella in 2011. Yeah. But that's like peak when they should have been like top of the charts, like being like, "Holy shit, we're fucking making it right now!" <laughs> right, and I know we've kind of talked about this before, of like, and I I can again I've never. I, I can only live vicariously through friends or YouTube of tour life for bands and it's like I know that's taxing it's oh, it's, it's so fucking amazing. work yeah. and hard but there's a certain level that you're gonna hit where it should just be like well what's expected of you mm-hmm. and what are you gonna deliver you know their main stage headlining at Coachella and they fucking look like they're like they're is bummed out. Is that what out. people want? They want to go there and watch them be bummed out. Like is that their <laughs> fan base? They're like I want I just want to go there and make sure they're having a sucky time. Plus they're enjoying this. I want the my money. Also, the thing is also yes, touring is very rough on yeah. any scale, but when you are to that level, and they probably have their own bus, they don't have to share with the crew. Um, they, they don't have to lift a finger to move any gear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all their meals are prepared for them. They have nice backstage areas with showers and they have anything they want. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's rough and you're out there and 
you're on the road for a long time, but it's a lot different than touring in a van. <laughs> five, four dudes plus a tour manager or whatever. Um, and the roadies. Moving on. Oh, no, you're you making your own gear. Yeah, you're your own roadies. roadies. Mm. Um, Me in an RV with six dudes, and then no one shits in this thing or else oh, yeah, I'm no, quitting the band. Yeah, <laughs> even then, when we upgraded to an RV, it was still. RV was better because you had like bring a, candles. You had a place where you could hang out, right? You know, yeah, that's like true. It's yeah, your own space, but still, yeah, no shitting in that. No shitting oh my in the RV. I have to regulate on that. I um, mean, they're nice enough to give me the bed, but fuck those guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess here with another band where the running like joke is kind of like capture the flag is you try to shit in the other person's toilet. Oh. <laughs> and, <laughs> that's a lot of poop. So, yeah. <laughs> to be trans- no, you have to like, just be really right? clever about it. Just make sure you lock it. When, you, like, when you're playing, you know, lock the RV or we would even like duck, we would duct tape the bathroom door shut. <laughs> <laughs> or just no, that's the, that's the glamour of tour when you're like waking up at 7 a.m. in some weird city and you're brushing your teeth in the street gutter. That's yeah. like the glamour. Mm-hmm. Like spitting it's after you just like, <laughs> gone right. the same street. <laughs> but I think that's also like <laughs> yeah, totally over there. <laughs> that was funny. I like that, that. That goes into the glory though. Like when if you can Feel make it glorious. out, if you can make it out of that though, like true, true. like those are the kind of things that I think people respect about an industry. Even though it's like in any industry, you're gonna have to like sleep on some couches, like take some jobs and work for free, like all the bullshit that shouldn't really happen. Like makes you like that's why we're upset at Kings Leon. Like it's if you had to go through that and you can't appreciate where you come out on the other side of that, then like that's fucking bullshit. But if you can go through that stuff, it's still your fucking passion. Especially like all comedians, it's like yeah, you're going to right. towns you yeah. don't want to be in yeah. and they don't want you there. Mm-hmm. But if you can go through that and come yeah. out the other end. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's, that's the trial that, mm-hmm. that life puts you through to see. It's like, do you really want to do this? But right. that's why there's some comedians that aren't a big fan of, for example, Kevin Hart. That's like, he's on the other spectrum. He's made being a comedian. He's a rock star of the comedians. And versus, like, other comedians, like, they do have, but, like, he his last Netflix special, he wanted to fill an entire stadium of, like, 54,000 people, which is, like, the most ever that have gone wow. that has gone to like a, a comedy show mm-hmm. but it takes away a lot of like the intimacy that is comedy well it's like the difference between seeing a red fang show or seeing the foo fighters mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like they're both famous on their own levels and they're both masters at their craft mm-hmm. but you know it's like you know you go to see a band like red fang which is internationally famous but you're going to be seeing them in a a club, a large club or a small theater mm-hmm. where you go see the Foo Fighters or, you know, whatever stadium. your other famous <clears throat> favorite stadium band is. And, you know, it's the same thing where the show's bigger and the spectacle's greater, but it's you and 10,000 of your closest friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's, it, I guess the ultimate point is, first of all, it's like that's super tight that we just got like a private show (laughs) it will become public once i put this online but it's like the second kitchen like a private kitchen show that i've done in like this year we should just keep doing kitchens yeah Yeah. kitchen tour kitchen show no i can only pay you in whiskey yeah i played for like a bunch of like my best friend lived my best friend growing up actually is on the same block as me and she's like i've got a bunch of people in my kitchen will you bring your guitar that's so cool midnight and i was like all right that's a series 
No, I feel like Seriously. you shouldn't film. Well, so, <laughs> yeah, so maybe that's her jam. what we're gonna yeah. call it is: if you can take the heat, get in the kitchen. Hey, oh. <laughs> let's do a kitchen series. Yeah. It's like tiny desk concerts. How, what can we call like tiny desk? Like tiny medium sized kitchen. Medium sized kitchen. Medium sized kitchen Kitchen concert. Is that linoleum? Hey. <laughs> it was built in the 90s. It's a little pingier than I would have liked myself. That's okay. Yeah, that's like the King hardest it. room in the whole house. Yeah, we should rethink this. Yeah, soft yeah. bedroom. Bedroom yeah. concert. There's, too concert. Yeah. There's too many parallel surfaces. Like, we're going to be, yeah. play, be playing in the coat closet two microphones that will be piped out to you. Mm. Yeah. So um, confessional, like a confessional. Oh, kitchen yeah. confessional? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. All, all good ideas. Mm-hmm. All good ideas. We can all read into that and build off that. Um, no, but I, <laughs> I think going back to my the ultimate point I was trying to make is it's fun to see when you guys were in that you were in the song. It was, it was fun to watch. It's you're not just hitting. You know, you're playing your instruments perfectly, but also like you're not just sitting there just routinely playing it. It's like, oh, that song's fun to play and it feels good. And it's like, that's that's the beauty of that. The music thing is that it's it makes you feel something that's like, man, I, I get it. I'm not, <laughs> like I said, I'm not in a band, but I, I go to shows so I can share that feeling with yeah. the band. So it's that like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, but I yeah. think that's what's cool about like doing, like bands that, you know, are touring so often, like, you can tell, like, when they're learning new songs for a show yeah. or, like, mm-hmm. playing new stuff, like, you, you, you do have to work harder, and there's yeah. a lot more in the moment of, like, yeah. paying attention not just going through the motions. It's right. exciting. But I think, like, that's one of the beauties of going from, like, playing, you know, playing by, for yourself, by yourself in your room to mm-hmm. finally, like, reaching out to play with another musician. It's, like, yeah. it's both the most wonderful and most terrifying thing yeah. that you've mm-hmm. ever done. Like, I remember the yeah. first time I, like, jammed oh with other people, and I was like... I'm good enough and also we have to oh, play yeah. at the same time like what's I going still on? feel that way but you like know? you find people that you play with and especially Tipsy Gypsies and, and the guys in the kicks and definitely when I play with Laura where it's mm-hmm. just like I'm not even thinking about that like it's yeah. not like you know we're like hey we're gonna do this together it's like a it's like a weird conversation and if you can have a weird conversation if you can have a, a jam session be like you're having a conversation or yeah. a dialogue with a friend yeah that's when you're like, I want to keep doing. Like, yeah. this is a good. This is a good. Right. In my words, this, this is, is a. Good. This, I found a good. This is a good. When yeah. it's just not like, okay, more and more of right. these, and right. then now, right. That's mm-hmm. the bridge. It's just like let's like let's like weave something together, and then you're like, oh, you're like, ah, we didn't listen. Oh, then then then, then that, that was weird. weird. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, it it shows too. Like you you play well together, and it's it's not just that. It's just like yeah. You also have to find people that you like. That's a big and one. And like that you like to spend time with. Yeah, right. sure. like, oh, God. I have spent time with you. Yeah. Dang it. This okay. is my free time. Yeah. Just talk. Great. Just play your instrument. Uh, there's yeah. this great song by Pup that they wrote. It's the first song on their second album called If This Tour Doesn't Kill You, I Will. <laughs> and it's about... It, they, they talk about it in this uh, in a great interview where they're like, it's we wrote this song together as yeah. a band because you're on the road so long that like... The smallest little things that were endearing about your friends become <laughs> yeah. the things you hate. But all you need is like the week when you get home to decompress, yeah. and then you're fine, like coming back together and doing shit. But if you're on a tour long enough, you're gonna get like <laughs> oh, yeah. it's important that let you like each other at the start. Yeah. Well, Laura and I are gonna go on the road, so are you? we'll see if we're the very two very best friends that ever were, or we hate each other, and then we won't. I'll write hate. You guys are really on the road. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I yeah, think you're going to be okay. As a duet? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Just to try to, That's awesome. I mean, as a, as a duo, we could probably go pretty far. West Coast? Absolutely. Like, like from here down to San Diego or from here up to, I don't know, I've got contacts in BC. Go. Hey. Go do it. I know so someone cold. in Juneau. <laughs> I, saw, I don't know if we can make it up. <laughs> do you know, know someone you in Juneau? That. You keep saying Juneau. that in the Pacific Northwest Juneau. and you're like, Juneau. And I was like, well, no. while that is both Pacific and North and West, Sing I don't think that's it. what we want. So many yeah. Sounds we, fucking should, cold. we should do one of your songs, Reese. Yeah, okay. yeah. please. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm ready for more. Um, and I'm sorry, my... My phone is about to die, but Gabby's going to be nice enough to film again, I hope. Ooh. Um, <laughs> should we do like another? <laughs> yep. Oh, sorry. What did you need over there? On. Grab what my you need. Koozie. Oh, awesome. here. Uh, I got it. Lingering? The one that you thought was an Emily <laughs> King song. I thought I had one for you. Oh, her new album's so good. Just take the one off that one. I really like oh, wait, her okay. freaking <laughs> outfit. This <laughs> her um, outfit this tour is like Prince. It's, it's like Prince and it's... Uh, so good. Emily King. Reese, this is one of your Yeah, originals. yeah, this is a, an original. It's off of... Oh, man, I should have brought my last album now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't have one of those. Um, anyway, yeah, so my claim to fame is when Laura came over the other day and we played it, she's like, oh, God, I love I love all our songs. And I was like, her who? She's like, isn't this an Emily King song? And I was like, no! <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it! <laughs> and then I got all embarrassed and I ran to the bathroom. <laughs> I gotta go to the bathroom. Uh, I gotta go. That's a good move. What are you doing in there? Just shame. Uh, just shame. <laughs> just shaming in here. Shame. Turn on, we'll turn on the fan if you're <laughs> shaming. I'm listening to your <laughs> album on the internet. I had a courtesy flush for all of your shame. Yeah, yeah. that's good. <laughs> I never flush. All right, this one's. <laughs> I never flush. I never flush. Okay, you leave your shame in the bowl for everyone to see. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a lot this of shame. This song's called uh, Lingering. Okay. I'm going to tilt. Oh. <laughs> you guys get the angle now. <laughs> no sure. pressure. The angle on the dangle. Yeah, I don't know if I have enough memory. So memory. Thanks.
Two-part question: How do you feel about and do you own any Kenny G? Mm. <laughs> Can I just say no? Okay. <laughs> but I just honest say answer. Whole, the whole catalog. Um, <laughs> so great. You know what? He so Kenny G. He plays the shit out of the. Plays yeah, the he's a shredder. He it's shreds, like, and he started out on tenor sax. Well, he probably on alto, but he used to be like <laughs> allegedly. Like, Alleged tenor sax. <laughs> but I really feel I feel like I assign personalities based on the sax that you choose. So he moved over to soprano, and the style he plays is, um, you know, a little bit more uh, 
accessible and yeah and people he makes really, really safe he makes really safe choices but I will say his capacity and ability to circular breathe is kind of what has gotten him a lot of you know he holds a world record for the longest note play doesn't he like the Possible. longest continuous wow. note play. He's like the Ingbe Malmsteen of reed instruments, I think. Like he in like, you know, like people mock Ingbe. You know, <laughs> oh, which they shouldn't. How dare you? He's Swedish. Yeah. No, not really. You know what? What I'll say is anyone that shreds. can like yeah, like bring that much limelight he to did. an instrument like the yeah. saxophone, like, great. Like he's yeah. doing his thing. There's no yeah. Tons of people are paying to see how his about, shows and he's how about like, his hair? Do you like his hair? Part C. What about his hair? Yeah, I know. Whoa. Um, so he and Weird Al just met. The yeah, I amazing. I think it's pretty sweet. They got like, a photo together, and it's they amazing. They should have their hair braided together. Oh my like god! And they no could way! They should get Michael Bolton in. Other. Other. Weird Al, yeah, Weird Al, man, he's that guy's made a triumphant shredding accordion player. Do you? Because you're Filipino, you might know him. Do you know David Bisbal? No. Oh my god! He has the greatest hair. He's a. Uh, I think he's Mexican. I can't remember what else. He's Mexican and she's Filip. So why? Because she's Filipino. Because she's huge know. in Latin America and Filipino has a lot of ties. Yeah, yeah. We're like the Latin America of Asia. It's honestly. things that you won't understand. <laughs> oh. uh, Donald Glover once called Filipinos the black girls of Asia. <laughs> I mean, kind of, but like also like we're just so like. We're so Spanish influenced. There's like so much. Um, there's so much tie-in between the cultures of the Philippines and or like uh, places that speak romantic languages. Mm-hmm. You know, the, all of South America, Italy, uh, Spain, that sort of stuff. And then not not too much with like the rest of the Asians in the area. So like I feel like a lot of times when you you know like as far as cultural fluency, like yeah. it, like the Philippines is kind of like a carved out of that. Well, like family values are a little more. It's just, it's like just, Latin oh man, yeah, seriously. I mean, even the way that, pe- like, the people relate to each other. It's just, like, you're, you know, like, there's places in Rome and in Mexico City that look, that are, you can see in the Philippines. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> is, 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 am I correct? Is uh, chicken adobo the national dish of the Philippines? Yeah, it is yeah. the national dish of my heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's so many white people in this town that have, know about chicken adobo from coming to my house. Oh, that's awesome. And my mom's, like, always Share like, it. you make them? <laughs> For them, they like it, and I was like, "Yeah, they do." Yeah, yeah. I'm converting them. Uh, good food is good food. <laughs> What's Fuck the yeah. um, the new pancet? Pancet. Pancet. Yeah, that one's good. That Pancet. one's good. It has so, so many forms. Something that kind of I was listening to this uh, podcast today called Hidden Brain uh, with Shankar Vedantam. He's got a great accent, and I love his name. I'm Shankar Vedantam. Like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, he has like a very gentle voice. He, dude, he does. It's creamy, like it's caramely. Like um, also, you have a good name. Jordan <laughs> Right? Yeah. Also, yeah, the, the That's like an actor's name like, or a porn actor. With, with, with this mustache. They're still actors. <laughs> yeah. I do have the mustache for so it. There's some acting um, involved. But they were talking about, and it's something I'm sure maybe you're aware of as a in that you're in that world and Reese maybe you've heard of it but Yo-Yo Ma back back in the day started Yo-Yo this Ma. thing called the Silk Road Ensemble. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And so his whole idea was like let me take musicians from every like as many countries as want to participate. And so the idea was he was like cuz it's fascinating too cuz his idea you know he was like I he got all this attention. He's, you know, the world world's most famous cello player. Mm-hmm. It's like, and he's, and then they were like, "What are you gonna do next?" And he was like, "Oh shit, 
I don't know. And so yeah. he went and said, what if I start getting all these musicians from everywhere and seeing what they're all about? And like, what if we all just jam? And uh, this rat, I can't, Christina something. I, she's the uh, bagpipe player from Galicia. And I'm saying it right because that's mm-hmm. how they say it in Spain. And that the bagpipe is their main instrument in Galicia. And anyways, wow. she's rad. She fucking rocks. And she was like punk rock. She dyed her hair green. And she didn't know she was auditioning for this play. And she was like, I walked into this room and I saw some guys with stuff and strings. And the only person I recognized was Yo-Yo. And she was like, hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> but she played with him. And what did she play? Uh, bagpipe. Okay. Wow. Bagpipe and cello. Bag- no, she, wow. yeah, so... I, I encourage everybody go look. There's a documentary called The Silk Road Ensemble, and uh, one of the artists on there is a woman named Abigail Washburn, and yeah. she plays the banjo. And what I like about rad. her, I've, I've gotten She's to see her a couple of times. Yeah, yes. I got I've gotten to see <laughs> yep. her a couple of times. What I like about her is like her stuff is like she does the claw hammer uh, mm-hmm. banjo thing, but she also lived for a long time in China. So yep. when I went to go see her play, she did a banjo song where she does like that that classic like Chinese kind of opera singing, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's just I was like. I was like, I need to sit down. This is yeah. too much for my brain to handle yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's really cool. That, really that, cool. that beautiful mixing. And he, it was like, his idea was like, because the, the whole, his, his hypothesis was, is music universal? Like, is it, or international? It mm-hmm. should, you know, maybe aliens are like, fuck yeah, I get down to some Metallica <laughs> too. But... <laughs> He, and he was right. Because, <laughs> That's my new tattoo. Um, Rain and Blood is well liked over in the Omega Galaxy. Yeah. And uh, Slayer, fuck yeah. But, uh, I was going to make you a Rain as yeah. And it just fascinated me because it is that, that language of music. It, was, it didn't matter where they were from. They all had... Every musician was telling their story through their own cultures, and he's like, it was the coolest thing, and he calls it the edge effect. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's also a biological or an environmental term for when two different areas meet, and there's an in-between. So like when the arid desert meets the tropical plant or you know the tropical forest, there's an in-between area where a species where species start mixing Mm -hmm. and they like adapt to it. And then he was like, for music, it's the same thing. Like we're all so very different, different backgrounds, different stories, different instruments, different sounds. But it became like this, oh no, we can all jam together because it doesn't matter. Like that's that language of music is like, that sounds pretty good. Let Mm -hmm. me, let, let me find it. Yep. Got it. Well, I think like even convergent in, like, yeah. for band, bands especially <laughs> it's pretty fascinating bands but. especially but you could go into like comedy duos relationships yeah, yeah. That collaboration is, is that area where you are different and like uh, we had Luke on the podcast my best friend he's the singer in my band and we have very different opinions on music sometimes <laughs> on other things we share a lot but yeah. it's it's that in between it's that area where like there's that little fire where it yeah. makes something new totally. and special. And I think we we just started jamming together. I, I oh, think yeah. that we're still trying to find that. Like this mm-hmm. is like a handful of jams in of like yeah. well, us talking at tipsy practice. Like hey, 
hate really? it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And just, it's like, a... really just playing only a few times. Okay. Do well, it's fucking fooling me. I was going to say, <laughs> that my that's the point I'm getting to, is, like, it seems like, I'm, and that was the question in my head, I was like, how long have they been jamming together? And just you two, because it's very, it seems very flawless and seamless and natural. I think, natural. honestly, you guys, this is the third or fourth time we played just the two of us together. Oh, yeah. yeah. she's awesome. <laughs> well, keep, keep going. Yeah. Because it works, and it's it. very, like, I I love a, again, a, you know, it's the performance. Like, I was smiling the whole time. I was like, yeah, this is <laughs> yeah. fun to listen to. Like, Do you know how rare weird. that is for him to smile? I know. I fucking <laughs> hate everybody. I hate smiling. But, you know, that's that comes back to being a master of your craft, which you both yeah. are. And mm-hmm. I yeah. think that when you, whether you want to admit it or not, you know, listen, you guys, I mean. Yeah. You're fucking great at what you're doing. The audience and is going to suck their socks, I think dude. that if you, <laughs> you know, if you have yeah, similar interests and you're both so masters much. at your craft and your instruments and your yeah. voice and whatever, um, yeah. you know, it, it makes sense why you guys sound so good after only three times playing together because you guys are really good at what you do. Well, and really I good. think what it's about is like, I, I love Reese's music. I mean, I've, I've heard Reese's stuff for the past five years since I've lived in the area and I've always dug your songs and um, your style of harmonizing, your style of playing and your storytelling through music. Mm -hmm. And that's like the story for me is what is most exciting because I'm not working with lyrics or words. I'm like working Mm. with the musical sense of a story and trying to like emanate through Mm-hmm. A wind instrument, you know, like what what that would be like and how that would translate, yeah. and a yeah. lot of it's kind of just like sitting underneath and little bits here and there, and then I'm taking a solo. But I love like getting the backstory of a song, um, an original song, because then that just gives me more information on what to play, and it's just mm-hmm. more fun. It yeah. feels like more like a conversation, I think. Absolutely, mm-hmm. the emotion, and that's that's something like I always think about too, because I enjoy, you know just instrumental music as as mm. much as vocal backed music mm-hmm. but sometimes when you're in that mood and I know Henry's the same way like you hear good writing like one of my favorite and I encourage people to go read what he writes and it's very subtle take it as you will but he's a great songwriter and um holy shit I'm just fucking you're blanking on it now what, what do you what genre? The singer of Thrice. Uh, oh yeah. Him. Oh fuck. Dustin Kensrew. Sorry. Sorry. People on <laughs> streaming. Sorry, Dustin. No. Sorry, Dustin. <laughs> no, I write, I write very pop punk lyrics. But <laughs> but D- Dustin Kensrew from Thrice is you li- you read what he's writing and it's just like, holy shit! Like wow, that's not just it for the. And my friend Prio pointed it out. He was like, it's fun music regardless but like if you because i'm some i'm biased on some lyrics i'm like it doesn't matter what the fuck they're saying if the fuck Mm. if it's grooving and i feel it awesome but what he's writing and literally writing and singing you're just like oh what how'd you come up with that like what are you what that's not fair (laughs) it's damn that's good you hear a lot of uh, it's damn damn Something that, that, that feels like poet, the poetry that makes sense in the context yes. where you're yeah. like, your your mind is blown because yeah. it, it's not something you have to be like an English major to <laughs> analyze, but yeah. something that, that you feel when mm-hmm. you hear it. Um, yeah, and, and somebody being able to articulate it like so, so well and you're like, 
fucking yeah, same. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah what well, yeah, well, he said. Yeah. Yeah, even, even in the spectrum of somebody going through storytelling in folk music, or mm. somebody in the punk scene who's doing it through honesty and brevity, yeah. where they're they're saying what they mean to say, just how they need to say it, mm. is its own form of poetry where it it resonates just as strongly in either direction. Where some people, you hear them coming up with things and it sounds like a kid trying to impress their 8th grade English teacher. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's amazing when you, when you hear yeah. lyrics like that that hit you. And that leads into the question for you, Reese, of like when you're writing a song, is it... Because I'm always curious, because there's so many... Everybody, every songwriter has their own way of doing it. Yeah. Do you write the words first and then the melodies and all that? Or do you fill in as you go? Or, you know, I'm curious... So um, over the years, I have just written and amassed like stacks of bad poetry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's no rhyme or reason. Just like some angsty stuff. I mean, over the years, so much. And so what I tend to do if a song does some some songs fall into my lap fully formed, and Mm -hmm. that's a that's very that's like the inspiration moments. But as a songwriter, I think you have to continue to write all yeah. the time just to keep in practice of it. You can't wait for the inspiration to strike you. So right. what I will do is I'll sit down with my stack of bad poetry. It's probably out on like Tumblr somewhere from like <laughs> high school on. Awesome. journal. Yeah, oh, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but now in my journal that I write in with my fountain pen. Sweet pens, fountain pen, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I just, I, I write a progression and then I kind of flip through what I've been writing and mm-hmm. then if I, it can get me transport me to like where I was where I was when I was writing that capture that emotion I can usually write a song about it yeah. um, um, I know I always I always build a song around a chorus and build the verses off the chorus do you do you that the same way or do you uh, no I, I go with this bad poetry and then I write a chorus <laughs> summarizing okay. my angsty thoughts and wow then, um, yeah that's uh, so you'll you'll write you'll basically you, so you'll you'll construct the music around the yeah. lyrics yeah so like uh, the song that I wrote like so just two lines was I, I wrote down it's unfair it's unfair when you look at me um, something something like uh, you, uh, you, you, un- you unravel the, the strings of me something like that and it turns into like it's unfair, you know, the way you look at me. You unravel me, you do. And then I'll take that line Fuckin and out. then try to uh, <laughs> like rhyme shit with that. <laughs> get a get a topical sentence and yeah. then write the the chorus of it. But like, but then I have I pick I pick things like uh, I wrote in that same poem. I can see this like uh, sapphire stare, like you know, a blue like. Yeah. I wrote about my wife. Sorry, Lauren. Yeah. Does she have blue eyes? Blue eyes. Okay. And like, I'll, I'll take <laughs> that gorgeous. out. And I'll like, I'll just pick out like when I was like being really witty and I was like, ooh, I, yeah, like cherry pick what I wrote my bad poetry yeah. and then like smash it into syllables. Smash it. <laughs> you yeah. know, when I'm just like, oh God, oh man, this song too, there's one where I like, I'm very clearly fitting in a line from the poetry because I have to do that stop time in the middle. <laughs> Yeah. These are wow. like tricks of the trick. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, it's more dramatic if we do a stop time, but all the musicians come back in because that means everyone's like counting. Yeah. And it's a build. But like, there's, you know, <laughs> if you really love Christmas, like, I feel like I'm doing that. You know, from Love Actually when yeah. he was like trying to do that? Yeah. Sometimes. But like, other songs are just like, 
other songs are so like some of my simpler happier songs it's just like it's there and it's yeah. just like everything is yeah. like it's mm-hmm. like everything I mean it sounds like Comes a Dr. Seuss thing but it's just fitting yeah but then I always get in my way because I always try to make it like cooler and the chords cooler and what I should just go back to my original stuff which is bunch of chords in first position and tell a story sure yeah we were writing uh um luke wrote this awesome riff the other day and we were playing it out with the band and he had written a poem like a couple days before just some lyrics and it happened to like just fit perfectly with what we were doing and then that turned into kind of editing the riff that he had written and because we all of a sudden when it clicked that those lyrics had worked that in turn led to the song structure yeah, where totally. yeah whereas sometimes we have this entire song structure that then we need lyrics to fit and you write the lyrics so it's kind of what is the strong component in what you're making what was that first thing that you're going to write on or like or are you going to adapt what you've written to something else yeah well and and what makes me there's a glaring example of Strain. Well, for me, I'm like, how the fuck does that work? Um, there's a lead singer called Maynard James Keenan for a little band called Tool. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I've heard of them. <laughs> and the they write the band writes the music, and then they say, "Here you go, Maynard. Put your singing to it." Like that's to me, wow, that's no idea. so. Yeah, so. And it's, they're like it's bust done. Out, it's like, done, and then they send it to Maynard, and, and then he finishes with his lyrics and his wow. singing. And to me, I'm like, that's. I don't. My brain can't. I don't. It's otherworldly. I'm like, just yeah. like, all right. Well, that it's seems. Yeah, but he's also Maynard. <laughs> right, and he's a very unique, unique yeah. individual, and. Maybe if I do enough acid, I can be on its level. <laughs> I'm working I on think, it. I don't think we want to put that out to all of you. Cross your fingers. <laughs> You're so you I'm working enough. on it. But, um, we did. Still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> trying my best. One microdose at a time. <laughs> Look, I got my Fidel Castro hat on. I got the stash. A for effort. Uh, I got a Lego. A for acid. <laughs> but it's, I guess... And that's that's why I love this like being around people playing music because I, I like I said I call me what you will I don't call myself a musician but I love music and I like to play around with music but I don't have what my and I'll admit it fully it's like I know I never sat down and disciplined I have no discipline with music I if I if I do it's like I know I've got I original I've got good rhythm I know I can keep time. Well, and as a music therapist, this is like my plug to be like we're all musicians yeah. because we're all born with rhythm. Like they they've actually proved this through studies. Yeah. But what's interesting is that the culture here in the U.S. is that we don't grow up making music, whereas like. In many that's other cultures, in many of yeah. other places, like that's just so much part of communication, yeah. growing up, childhood. Yeah. And there's not this like differential of I'm a musician or I'm not a musician. Mm-hmm. It's just, oh, we make music. Like this right. is what we do in our family or yeah. our neighborhood or whatever whatever it is. And it's interesting that we tend to like elevate musician status to this thing sure. that's like difficult to achieve or you need all this talent where at the end of the day, like, 
if I'm if I'm doing a group with a bunch of people from different backgrounds and like yeah. giving everyone some simple hand percussion, it's very rare that people can't get on the same beat pretty quickly. And that and that's what that's what makes me feel good too. Is just like if I actually because I <laughs> like weirdly I. And I'm, maybe I get too down on myself. I'm like, I have ability, and I just don't. I fucking waste it. Well, no, I, I, I think. <laughs> Does I'm gonna, that make I'm sense? Like, I'm, I'm, gonna I'm call, not great. I'm not great. I'm but if I actually practice, I'd be okay. I'm gonna call bullshit on your original statement. <laughs> where, where no, because just, just in the fact that like I was never a musician. Like I would, I played stand up bass for a little while. Was in a little band. I played it like. A, a electric bass in high school for a dumb little band and like was never good enough to actually write my own music for the yeah. longest fucking time and I still struggle with it but I was actually given the opportunity to play with people and as soon as yeah. that started I was able to start putting my musical like take on something well, and, and, yeah. and be creative in that way where I didn't have all of the tools or the opportunity to do that. And I guarantee you, if you got in the room with us, you would bring something to the table. You are a great musician. I've seen you fucking play guitar. Like, you, you can do it. So I, I, think, I think it's one of those things that it's, it's not necessarily your ability alone, especially as a musician. When people can be a full act by themselves, it blows my mind because I, where when I shine, it's with people and right. my ability to contribute. But like you could definitely do it, and to call yeah. yourself like not a musician or not musically talented, I think is a lie. So I think it's just finding the right opportunity for you and contribute, <laughs> nice. like not on, not only your ability but the way you think about music. Mm. Yeah. But I get it though because I feel like that way all the time. Like I just think that I have all this opportunity and I should be a better guitar player, mm -hmm. you know. And mm -hmm. I just think about all the times I'm not practicing. Tell the story oh about God. tell the story about you in the but tell the story about you doing scales in the parking structure. What did that guy say? Yeah, that I want to hear this. What did that guy please, say to you? Please tell oh my us. God! Uh, okay, are we gonna beat someone up? No, no, no. It's good. It's a lesson okay. for me. So I um, I realized about a year ago that on my lunch breaks I was just like squandering my time and I was like mm. I always talk about how like I need to practice more and I want to do lesson I want to take lessons. And, like, get better at my jazz chops and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, I have an hour working in a Tascadero on my break. I could be practicing. Then I was like, wait, like, I don't live in a Tascadero. Like, where am I going to go to practice? And I was like, screw that. I'm driving to the park. I'm going to practice in my car. Mm -hmm. And so I just started doing that. And I didn't know what to practice. So I was like, well, me in high school was practicing scales. So I just started running scales. And then I started learning jazz scales. And uh, one day, I put my windows down because it was super hot. Uh, North County, it's real. And <laughs> it's real. <laughs> there were all these kids that were also on their lunch break and eating. And I, I overheard this one kid and, like, saw him kind of, like, looking, like, trying to figure out where these scales were coming from. And he, he's, like, talking to his friends, like, what is going on? He's like, oh, it's scales. Scales. That's how you get better. Yeah. Wow. See, and I don't, I have no formal training on the guitar. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times, because I feel like I have, if I can dream it, I can sing it. You know, like I get ideas all the time. Yeah. I never try to s sing the same song the same 
way. Mm. And so I wish that I could do that on my guitar. And Me too. Try to, I just, it's so boring to do this. I can't but do like, this. But like, I can't write songs. So it's like this, it's so funny because Ugh. I feel like the theme that keeps coming yeah, up is like, like this imposter syndrome. But yeah. like, come on, like yeah. we're all just doing the best we can. I just, and like, I, um, I feel like I could be writing more. I feel like I can be doing yeah. my skills, but it doesn't make me any less of a musician. So but, case in point. Right? But yeah, we're all, we're all these little jigsaw yeah. pieces. And when you, when you meet somebody that has what you lack, not only are you kind of combining for something better, but you're teaching each other the way that you can become a more complete musician you're 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 finding out the way like yeah playing scales on bass is my least favorite thing to do but at the end of the day it makes me such so much more of a competent player and when when i can because i i grew up in a choir background before i actually played (laughs) in choir boy um so i could sing any melody i want and i can Mm -hmm. know how to do it but then how to like transfer that is just to going to this mechanical That'd thing so from cool. from but just like, my like my imagination cats can to do that. yeah <laughs> yeah. I've seen um, cats sing it and play it at the same time, and I'm like, what are you doing? I hate oh, you. Yeah. I feel like the first, like the first maybe two or three minutes of scale work, sucks. Oh, it does. But yeah. once you like, like anything else, once you fall into that pocket, and you kind of get into the zone, it's it's. It's kind of gratifying. You know what I mean, it's kind you of like, don't get the guitar. It's like it's like painting a wall a different color, sort of. You get that sort of gratification. You I don't get what pl- I, yeah. I grew up playing the, the piano. If you play a note to the right of a note, it's higher. If you play a key to the left, it's lower. Like I can play chords because I have good muscle memory, mm-hmm. and I can teach myself new chords. But like. What is going on here? <laughs> what is scale? It's tuned on in guitar. like four. Yeah, like it. it is. Like I've never. I don't know if I should just suck it up and practice so I can get it to know it better, but like I just don't get it. Right? I, the way that it works for me is I don't read. I mean, I can read music, but I can't sight read. Like mm-hmm. I can sit down and pick apart. Okay. Okay, there's that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But mm-hmm. For me, it's I'll learn a scale and I'll practice a scale until I look at the neck and I can see it. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, like, I, know. <laughs> I know what you mean because I've sat I down with, with you. I agree with my boy. <laughs> well, right. And so that was yeah. something. All right. I'm not going to make us all do it right now, but. Let's do it. Tor- well, we could do it right now. Um, and I'm just, just as a fun little, like, for people listening, just to, like, be like, and maybe they can do it with us. Um, I want, maybe you can start the note. And then you harmonize, and then we all just like, whoa, like build up. Let's absolutely do that right now. Because harmonize or just sing the same note? Whatever I don't. Well, it's whatever what, I'm gonna sing sure. the note, okay, and yeah. you can take it wherever a chord that you want to go. So maybe, yeah, I'm just, it's just, an, and the, here's the thing this is an experiment, so there's no wrong or right answer, but I think it'd be kind of fun to try. Sure. Um, I need to start it, so I got the easiest. I know job. the easiest. And play, and if you have to strum with it too, that'd be that might be helpful for us all. That's cheating. I know. Yeah, that is a little cheating. It's cheating, but yeah, just do, voices, just voices. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that. That's a good challenge. Uh, oh God. Jesus Christ. We went somewhere weird. We went somewhere with that. That was like a sharp. Nobody that was like that scene from Sister Act where she's like. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit that bass note and let's build up. Like okay. let's do some. That's some. I sucked at that by so, the way. I was like, uh, I went way high. Uh, uh, 
like this like major chord that we were all like, yeah, like, they, we nailed it. But the first one, that was just a different chord that like isn't in our trunes, half tones. It could be not so, a Western that's scale. Just, yeah, yeah, different. Different. Yeah. Let's do it again. Yeah. You so, do like some throat singing. Um, but I, I think yeah. the, some Tuvian throat singing. The, the whole practicing Shoo. scales thing is, I'm sure, for an illustrator, like drawing a perfect circle. Mm. Like it's not fun. Like to do that, like making other shapes, doing other character designs, isn't is way more fun. That's but, a thing. But to draw <laughs> like on it. your own what perfect shapes are without the aid of materials, like that that is to musicians what doing scales is. It's it's this practice that gives you the structure that when you're doing all of the human stuff in between, like the the technique that can give you this emotionless thing will give you the strength to do the fucked up cool human stuff that you can do. And have more options when yeah. you're doing all the fucked up human mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, because like yeah. yeah, Clint Clint taught me how to do the like uh, the the minor scale. And and I love you just as the it's the one four one three one three one three yeah. one three and then you're like and then on your bottom or on your top string you do Four, three, one, yeah. and and you're like, but that's not in the exactly. scale, but that works within it, and that honestly, it's like that just really major one. that's the human aspect of it. Is like you can that's fuck with you this. Start to get a little flavor, and then yeah, exactly. From there, you can play around with it and go on and on. I also want to add, not only a musician, but you're also a recording artist, Bender, because I have you. <laughs> I have you. We recorded you yeah, playing. So fuck so, you, Bender. Yeah. So, uh, fuck me, you're, right? You can add musician and recording artist to your resume. Um, well, now, now after, just for the listeners' sake, let's get some actual good music from YouTube. Yeah, after, yeah, after that, that fucking just, like, nightmare chord. <laughs> no, it's okay because here's the thing. I'm gonna listen. We're gonna listen, and I I know people listening at home will play along because it's like, how? What is that? <laughs> like maybe the eyes would go crossed and they'll fucking be like <sighs> like for me I want to go heavy death metal like yeah. my instinct is growl <laughs> I think that yeah I think sax is appropriate friend sax friend wanna fight yeah wanna fucking fight wanna fight fight what's this oh yeah this song is this song this is, is your song uh, sing you to me so it's one of those like you can like you can cast a summon spell on someone if you can sing or play a song that makes you feel closer to them. That's what the song is. I like about. it. Oldest bringing, trick in the book. Yeah. <laughs> cast, <laughs> I cast a summon. I do play in a queer D and D league. Oh, let's go to D and D. Not a league. It's not a league. We just meet on Wednesdays. <laughs> it's not a league because we're like we're together. Is that so, why you can never rehearse on Wednesdays? Okay. So we've been talking about this fucking forever. We're getting we're getting a D and D podcast together. So we're gonna start doing it. Okay. Now. Anyway, uh, that's why I can't practice on Wednesdays. <laughs> Sorry, dude. So much. Your mind is blown. Is coming out. I know. We're, we're gonna summon you to play D&D. with us. So this is that, that exists. Cast summon. <laughs> cast summon. Roll for initiative. Oh my god. Oh. Just stop me. Okay. That okay. one. Fall on your face. <laughs> I sing it to me, my 
Did you play Because the first time I saw the kicks was at uh, Vino Robles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like years ago. Yeah, yeah. I remember that gig. Did you play that song? Because I kicks. feel like you did, because I feel like I was just transported back then. And no, was like, you know. Remember? So here's the thing. Oh, All these songs amazing. that I write for myself are not the songs that I write for the kicks. Oh, really? So Which all is of, wild, because that means you have so many. Yeah, so all those... Like, so <laughs> you those have three, some money. The three albums I wrote with the kicks, like, I don't ever play... Like, that's, like, a different thing. Like, if I don't have drums, bass, and everything... That's so like, crazy. Yeah, I, so... I mean, we could. Like, there's a couple that I've taken back. I mean, I like feeling special and getting... <laughs> and, like, yeah. takes get singing to me they, they stole time and I stole back I mean that's that's also just a cool thing to say is yeah. that they stole time and I stole back yeah. like yeah. that's a good lyric so, if you so want to like take this, that okay this song I was like in my room that's where the flowers that's where I think
It's the first time I ever mashed those two sides That sounded fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I get I get musical giggles and this has yeah. happened ever since like I'm like <laughs> I'm, like if, if something if something is giggles. like so great if something mat, like meshes <laughs> with my mind I start laughing yeah. because it gives me yeah. such fucking so, yeah, joy. Yeah, I have that version on my solo album and then the Kicks version has Damon Castillo ripping a solo on it too. Oh, very I'm nice. so glad you didn't tell me that before we started. <laughs> <laughs> so he plays on the reggae version. Oh. And then I have like a totally different version on my solo album. It's crazy that I've released that song two different ways. And now you have wow. And then I have just ways. mashed it together. Kitchen you know mash! What? That would be cool because it's like I mash them together my own song yeah. twice. Which is <laughs> weird. So it's funny, when you first started, I was holding my sax. I switched to my clarinet. And then you ch- switched the yeah. feeling. I was like, oh, what I brought it back. I brought it back. But yeah, totally. But yeah, okay. so I mean, I write for that project. It's like a whole different brain. Yeah. And, and yet, it can still be traced back to your original. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah totally. But yeah, a lot of the songs that I write straight for the kick side, I don't think that I get... They're just like straight for reggae music. So we're like we're going through some of the similar stuff where Luke writes a lot of folk stuff that mm. it, it put to like our our metal drummer. Like he's gonna yeah. turn it into a different song, but then sometimes yeah. we'll work on something and be like, you know what, this genuinely works better for the other thing. Like, and you kind of just gotta parcel out like where things kind of fit in your artistic style. Like yeah, if and there's songs that I have to like. I'm like, I'm not gonna play this around that other band. Yeah. yeah, it's not for you. Yeah, right. No, I get that. That's important too. Um, please, I probably shouldn't admit this on the podcast, but we've actually played a show together. We have. Yeah, a long time ago. Uh, uh, the you should admit the it. Worst band I've ever played in. I was forced to kind of be in this band. What it was band at the. It was at the Slow Wine, the Harvest Festival. The Harvest Festival. Yes, I do. And I was in. <laughs> 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 what band? What band was it, it was Is there band. a video? No it turning back. It was a thing that like uh, the <laughs> the executive director. What? About? Yeah, that was a juicy one. The executive director of uh, the Slow Wine Country, which is that uh, the winery association out there. She's like, oh my god, let's do a band. And I was like, no, 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 no. She's like, you're gonna be in it, and. You know, so you're gonna what do was everything. It so it was called the Crush Tones, and it was horrific. <gasps> it was horrific. It was. I've seen. It was play. not horrific. Yeah, it was. It was really. It was. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he anyways, says it was. Maybe it um, was. <laughs> we played a show together. Hey, what yeah. about that? Pretty awesome. If it was like only days in the show. Case, I don't like remember. you guys played on the same band. Or same like, bell. The same. Yeah, yeah. Like it was the same. Same doll. I remember Crush Dance. We, oh, yeah. That's when, like, they were still inviting the kicks to, like, wine gigs. And they're like, hey, that's not the vibe we want. <laughs> 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 you should probably get the tipsy. No, tipsy. you guys are great. <laughs> <laughs> Winery. Some are ragers. Yeah, true. Well, it's a good thing that you're like, I can refer you to this band. Oh, yeah. And I'm also, you just literally change your hat. Well, like, one of the first shows I ever did for the Tipsy Gypsies was just opening for them at their last CD release and then hopping rack up. Back on stage. <laughs> Rock up. Rack up some. Rock up the well, No, no. They had a, what a, what used to be the Z Club. They, oh, they oh, yeah. Little oh, yeah. victories oh, at the Z yeah. Club, Sorry. smoking indoor room and pole and all. Yes. And uh, they were like, so, bud, you think you can open for us? And I was like, yeah. You know, I had a trio at the time. And so I was like, sure. And so I opened for them and then hopped back up on stage. For the Tipsy Gypsies? Yeah. And yeah. then they're like, you should just be in this band. That's, that's 
That's how I got in with the Tipsy Gypsies. <laughs> oh, yeah. You just, you sat at in the, la- the last duty release party. At oh, Red. yes. And you're like, you should just be in this band. And then I was like, yeah. can I? Yeah. Well, you guys are both great additions to that band. Yeah. Absolutely. And to be fair, Clint. To be fair. To be fair. Uh, to be fair. Uh, to be fair. To be fair. Um, you came from a background of like, you were... You're a fucking. You play rock and roll, man. Mm-hmm. You you rip, and I've heard you rip, and I've seen old videos yeah, of Slender. The old days. And so when you told me about the Crush Tones, it's like, look, that's that's something that like you played in, and you don't have to be proud, but it's like, yeah, good because I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but it, but it's it's one of those like. I wish I was that, and and that's the thing. I think a lot of musicians can say that they have those moments of like, I played in bands that I wasn't. It was just kind of like it was more for the experience and the, it was there rather than like this is my passion. It's like that's all, but that's any art form. I did this because it was helping. It's in my toolkit now. Mm-hmm. Did that, got that done. Did yeah. uncomfortable shit. Played with musicians that didn't keep time. Really uncomfortable. Uh, I. <laughs> 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 oh, man, those those chords. But they were it just was like, okay, <laughs> okay, Henry, grab me a beer. Can you grab me one too? We're running out of booze here. Same. So that's interesting though because even I find so you're saying like one band to another, but even in like you know a band that you love, sometimes you just get a gig or a show. Right. That, feel super uncomfortable and it yeah. might be just like a weird setting or you got booked at a, an event that you're that the people booking you had no idea Thanks what the band was about or yeah. it's just yeah. like Thanks, you know so, something that just doesn't feel totally right it, and drivey it, and it's like yeah. you get to even in through those uncomfortable situations learn what makes sense to you what your goals are but also like yeah just like Hack it. Like, Adapt. Yeah, yeah, and how to play, like, how to have a good time. Yeah. Exactly. No matter, like, I played a 16-year-old right. birthday party, and I, <laughs> I just tried to You have had fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that I think that's important in any aspect of life. Let's let's go, let's zoom out and say life in general. Yeah. Are you adaptable? Because these days, you got to be fucking adaptable. There's a lot of divisiveness, and everybody likes... Agreed. And here's the, the one thing that... And I will say it again if I haven't said it before. This podcast is not about political ideals. This thank is about Jesus. Thank Where's <laughs> Jesus? I don't believe. Uh, no. Anyway, on that, dude. The whole thing okay. is, it's I want. I, I like to facilitate creativity, and mm-hmm. it's like I want to talk to people that do art because we're. We, but in the big picture, it's like we're all part of this world, and right now in these times, it's. Whose team are you on? And it's like my team is being rational and and adaptable and a good person and being hey be cool don't be a dick that's it don't be a dick be cool and and that's why I love low bar yeah there's there's low bars there's been low bars set and so my is it a low bar though. It, don't be a like dick. It it's be. easier said than done sometimes. Though. Yeah. Sometimes, like, like you know, come on. When you're like, there's times but, where you're like, but, oh, I was kind of. But a my, so my point is, is as this, and that's okay. <laughs> Fuck you. No. <laughs> 
But that's interesting because you you mentioned creativity and like you like having you know like having that conversation. Right. It's like I think that like, it's important to me, and I think it is to most people. Yeah, and then that's like what like what our humanity is about, mm. right? Like this frontal lobe we have, like. Hello, like let's take advantage. We of should create. We are we are Thank you. The idea we're that, creators. Yeah. We yeah, should, we're at our best when we're creating. Mm-hmm. Within create, like being a creative, Maybe. where Maybe. you are making something, it gives you a better perspective on how to treat others who are making things. I think, like, their being a critic is a very difficult job and it's one that we value in our society but it's hard to appreciate or think about somebody who is reviewing things that other people make without the respect of trying to make things yourself Mm. that when you put yourself in this artistic seat you start to gain appreciation for the work that goes into your fellow artists like creations and that's that's kind of the thing that connects us is having that thing where it's like, I know it's like, I fucking know it's hard to cook. When I have a good meal, <laughs> yeah. when yeah. I have a really good meal, I'm so appreciated because I know yeah. that it's not easy. It, that's not easy. And same with any other creative that I know. I know the work that goes in and it's, it's an important thing. It's like, if you've never worked at a restaurant, I think you should pay, you should have to pay an extra tip. <laughs> Until you've worked a couple years in a restaurant, you are not allowed to tip below this percentage. That's just that should be the law in my mind. Speaking but, of, I just went to Bell's in Los Alamos. Oh my god! Okay, shout they out Bell's. Just opened so good. <laughs> um, I uh, they've been tagged been on weird. on the pod. They actually like tagged me for shouting out them. But god damn it, we gotta have them on the podcast. That All would right. be amazing. Oh, um, so I Greg and- as well. Last night I got treated to Ember. Ooh, oh, that was your first time? Okay. Oh, man. Oh, they were there at Bell's. Brian Collins. Yeah. Uh, he's the head chef. <laughs> but, like, I don't... It's, it's one of those, like... And my brother, Timothy, is a chef, and he's a very good chef. And he does a really cool project in Denver. Um, his restaurant is a non... I, 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 actually, I'm not going to say it, because I don't know. It's, it's confusing to me, but I need him to... The language. It's like... So it's a food incubator, and that means <clears throat> it's a working restaurant, but they take um, low-income, these, these older Mexican women, and he says, hey, let, you guys know how to cook. Let me show you how to run a restaurant so that way you can oh, go out cool. and make your mm-hmm. own. And if you want to make your own business, now you know. So he teaches them. He's like, most of them know how to cook. And they're good, and he's like, they fall. But he's like, let me show you. You got to order your clan, all this shit that's involved with running a restaurant. And it's a working restaurant. They put out good lunches. And then on Thursdays, he's got his Syrian refugee women that come from Syria. And he's like, these ladies are badasses. They come in, and he's like, he's, and he's been, you know, I think French cuisine is kind of the standard when you're learning. Cause it's like, yeah, they know what the fuck they're doing, mm-hmm. but he's learned like all these cool techniques from these women. And it's like, that is awesome. he works side by side with these women of like, you know, what'd you do before you came here? Uh, ran for my life. Like yeah. that yeah. kind of yeah. shit, exactly. like dramatic shit, but it's yeah. like, they come here and this, his, uh, so he's, and I love Tim for this. Cause he's food is like, it is not easy to be a chef no. and Tim is a chef 
through and through. He went to school for criminal justice, and he was like, nah, 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 <laughs> nah dog. That's going to be a no That's for me. That's going to have to be enough for me, dog. And he found food, and it's like that art. He he can make a sauce out of something that I'm just like, well, that's pretty simple. And then he's like, boom, on top of that. And you're just like, what? But that's like where creativity Whoa. meets community. The right. That he's doing. And that's yeah. where it's at. And that's that, a, yeah, that's another. Exactly. So it's that, that beautiful marriage of like realizing that everybody has something to offer. Give them the chance to do it and they will do it, you know. And if they don't know how to do it, then teach them. Like my, you know, my whole... <laughs> get all emotional but like i've gotten pissed in the last couple months just because everybody's like what side are you on i'm like i don't want to pick a side i want i'm on the side of humanity are we cool or are we not are you good with me or are you good with me you know like let's what's what's moving us forward and creativity art anything that creative when people say i don't do art i'm like there's something that you do that is probably artistic and you don't know it. And if you haven't been given that opportunity, do it, like find it. Like that's, I have this weird like obsession of like, I have friends that are just like, and look, I do blue. I I'm a landscaper. I do, but there's art in that too, when you look for it. And it's like, I grew up doing manual labor and I still do it to this day. But when you flip it on its head and find its value and it's like, I'm creating something. Creation. Well, dude, oh. you, see, you see fucking bullshit landscape design all over the fucking place. <laughs> and it looks terrible. It doesn't look visually pleasing. And it lowers property values legitimately. It's the same as house painters. Or like, you see, it's like, how the fuck did you come up with that color like combination and think it was okay? And so there is this element of practicality like in art where like all these things like on a deeper level you are being artistic yeah. and it impacts your job no matter what it is you can design a fucking heating ventilation and air conditioning unit that is like structurally sound but at the end of the day it doesn't look pretty and it doesn't make like visual sense it's the choice right like, yeah like art can be in anything but it's, it's a like choice choosing to for sure to build that uh, yeah and a good point to make, and it's like, I I guess my, like, my goal with everything is just like always finding, especially nowadays, because there's a lot of just shitty people <laughs> telling us <laughs> shitty things and making you feel shitty. Well, They've afraid. always and, been there. And and, and, and here's the thing, <laughs> and and I'm I'm gonna say this in a broad term. I mean everybody. Yeah. I don't, and what we love to do is categorize left, progressive, far light, right, but labels, whatever. Hey, we're all in this, we're all on it. We're all on this little blue rock, okay? Blue and green and brown and purple and whatever. And it's like the, my, you know, it's that when you, I can be cynical, I'm very cynical, but when you make something and when you're doing art and making music or making whatever it is and when you find something that you're like, that made me feel good, it's like, yeah, those moments we gotta capture those and like, that's pump it, pump it up, 
Well, the, mo- the moments What'd when... What'd you do? You made something. It's like, it's like we're, as we move forward in our civilization, we're inventing new ways to separate ourselves from other people. And yeah. so we should be looking for opportunities to connect with other people. It doesn't have to be a, like right. a, a, on a, like a very large scale. It can be just learning how to connect with the people around you. Mm-hmm. And just, just being able Correct. to do that and yeah. having the small scale, have the microcosm, you know, have its effect on the macrocosm, that sort of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, so. Well yeah. said. Well, the artist too. It's even, even on a sonic level. A sonic level <laughs> or a visual level too. You know, you can yeah. bring to get people together that way too, without verbiage and, and without a convert. You know, you can. What, when a problem that, melts away. I like this song. Well, and that's the thing. Music. That's why music is. It is every everybody can get into music. Did you just make that up? Well, What'd you I'm say? I'm so intelligent. What'd you say, Gabby? Universal language. God. I mean, it, it, well, there's a reason we put music on a gold record and shot it into outer space. Super cool that we did that. That's, that's fucking true. rock and roll. But even but like that's that's oddly like, politicized. I love. Like, <laughs> Unfortunately, like, any, any comedy, any any comedy. music that if if you can play something or experience a moment with your friends, whether you're fucking surfing, whether you're playing music. Whether you're just chatting and joking around, when the the weird parts of the world melt away and they are not a part of your immediate thinking, that's that kind of yeah. that's that universal language where it is yeah. it is truly you're not thinking about present or future. You are in the moment, experiencing that thing with your whoever you're with. That's that that moment that I think connects all of us is doesn't yeah. matter experience like, yeah. if you're in that moment or just ground yourself out too and that's why I know I say this a lot and I'm sorry for our listeners but that's say why it a lot that's why I like riding motorcycles because yeah you're fucking in the moment you're just there's nothing else going on do you have motorcycles yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a motorcycle in my garage. If you want to ride, and actually don't ride it right now. We had whiskey. We we we, um. Do you have a bike? Do you have a motorcycle? I ride Reese's bike. You guys, let's go. Let's Let's go. You're in our crew now. I took my bike and I was like, heard from her. I think I know where she's going. I like Lorna's like, should we call? And I was like, okay. I think I knew where she was headed, and it takes me that long to get there and back. So, like, let's give her another 15 minutes. And right after I said that, you cruised up our driveway, and I was like, see, I knew where she was going. What kind of bike? I just have a little, I have a little Honda Red Bull. Oh, no. That's all you need. It was a little 250 yeah. that yeah. I got when um, my Perfect. wife and I were long distance, and she lived in San Diego. I used to take the train down, and I'm like, I can't go anywhere in San Diego without yeah. a car. Yeah. So, I bought this little bike off of a student, and I just. Awesome. It, come yeah, ride with us. Such a we ride. Just, I want to come. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah, get I a bike. Gabby period. needs a motorcycle. I need a bike. Um, I've been license. saying it forever. No, I want to get my license. Or just Laura got her M1. And Where I do was I get like, that? Good for you. Questa. You, like, there's a Questa. Questa. Yeah, I was like, here. Do it. I was like, what kind of equipment you got? Have all of my equipment. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Do it. And, yeah. and so Clint was saying, uh, when you're riding a motorcycle, it's... Yeah, it's just it's With a mind eraser. It it's just a clears your mind. You don't have you don't you're not listening to a podcast, you're not doing nope. anything. You're just nope. you're right there. Yeah. You're no, present. He listens in the to music. Moment. I don't. I don't listen to music. For half I do. an hour after I, I ride, I'm just like, I, I just, just need to be left alone. No. <laughs> weird right yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah. No, it's so good. It's I, I yeah. have anxiety and like getting on a motorcycle, all mm. that stuff just And that and it is like he said, it is the most it's we are land sailors because 
If you don't pay attention, yeah. you're gonna die. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're in every, literally every five, every three feet is, <laughs> every three feet is you is happening right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three feet. There's yeah, another three feet. Yeah. There's another five feet. There's like another six feet. In the forest. Like holy shit. Yeah. All you know. Coming up. And we did, um, Seriously, we did, are you a mushroom hunter? I, I've, I've gone multiple times, especially yeah. after rains and like perfume. I want to do that too. I want to do that It's the only time you're like, you're so focused on the exact step you're taking in front of you, the right. amount of like information you're stuff. taking in on small <laughs> levels like you've never had before. In a car, you're fucking like looking 20 yards yeah. ahead. I don't, but on, I'm sure on a motorcycle, it's much more immediate. You're Plus, on a motorcycle, you're on, you're just... You it's, feel it's everything. It's with wheels. And so, you know, and you get wind, you get smells, you get, you know, like, it's completely different from a car. Yeah. Well, yeah, and... The first time that walking felt different for me in a forest or, like, hiking was mushroom yeah. running because you were, like, it was so much slower. You were taking every moment, every inch of the ground in front of you in. Where you would like hiking, you're just fucking stomping on shit, like so traveling smart. through, but actually having that time to like really analyze and work your brain in well, a different and, way. And there's that g- really good argument, and I don't argue with it at all because I like mushrooms um, <laughs> and acid. But it's it's a tool. You know what it is? It's 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 a vehicle that we. It's there for our our use of seeing that the world operates a certain way and we've evolved past it and we forgot and mushrooms are there because... Wait, are you talking about psilocybin or are you yes talking i'm talking psilocybin okay. um, that's a whole other podcast so exactly it <laughs> we is we should do a podcast but, based yeah. on but really just to d- l- i'll do a quick little summary and then i'm gonna we let you guys shred Ooh, <laughs> we, like we've it. talked about it um we <laughs> maybe, maybe microdose yeah, 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 yeah microdose for sure yeah. research based <laughs> like is this uh, uh, I haven't hit record um, <laughs> none of that was recorded but anyways the whole thing is <laughs> and then uh, you guys are ready to shred so I'm gonna I'll try and summarize what Henry was saying is psychedelics and of course are you advocate yes I am everybody should <laughs> ex- everybody should experience that feeling of, and I'm not the first one to say it, Paul Stamets is a very, very, very famous man who is legit certified, and he's actually employed by the government to research mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's um, the man responsible taking it from Schedule 1 to Schedule 3. Yes, he's very, Paul, Paul Stamets, hats off to you, and hats off, literally your weird fungus hat off to you, because he wears a weird mushroom hat. Um, but he talks about it's what it is, is they've been around a lot longer than we have. So they have information we don't know, or we forgot and we ingest that. And it's like, Hey, the way you were walking around. Um, and so So I was, I wasn't even talking, no disclaimer, but disclaimer, it's a, it unlocks a part of our brain that we don't realize is there until you have that tool and that's very important because people, he and he hates it. He's like, look, I don't want people to party on it. I want them to use it yeah. correct. Yeah. And he said, and something he talks about a lot of times yeah. is neurogenesis. So psilocybin yes. mushrooms can regrow your your nerve ner, your nerves. They can yeah. and start to stimulate like a lot of um, 
growth in your brain. So there's a lot of that that's really good for you. And you can have, you know, it doesn't even, you know, you should figure out where it takes you, but you could also take it with a combination of other things that negate the hallucinogenic effects, but it still has a great... Yeah. like uh, effects on your brain why would you want to do that <laughs> i don't know for people that are like i don't like for people that are reticent about the Whoa. visualizations they can have the benefit of it without yeah. you yeah. know it's like a way to like make it more accessible that, like, that's part of his you, you know you know your friends that are down to step through the pathway and those friends who are like i i can see how this would be positive but like it's not for me they can like, still get the medicinal yeah exactly like, yeah, and, the, and that's where benefits. i think like cbd is great for those yeah. same people who are like hey you know what I like my brain. It's not not gonna work for the way that I think. Like that's yeah. not like yeah. my, I'm not prepared in that way. But I would still like to get these benefits. Yeah, that's why I love. What we're love. About mushrooms right now. So what? What you want to hear the weirdest thing, and then I'm gonna let because I want you guys to play no, another you song. Be, but if you start on mushrooms, like yeah, um, we're right there. Well, well, here's the weirdest <laughs> thing. <laughs> Can we talk about? They're like, here. Do you guys want to do some mushrooms? Trips, though? What, what, Can listen. we talk about our best room trip? Different. Podcast. No, because that's no. Let's we now. It's too long. It's too. Gabby, we're two hours in, and that's awesome. But what I was gonna say. I get. And I've told you this, mm-hmm. um, psychedelics, acid and mushrooms are my buddies. He took eight hits no. of acid. Yes. So oh my God. Correct. Hits but, of acid. Okay, but... And, <laughs> and here's the thing. Problems. Here's the thing. I felt great, and I was lucid, and I had a... I listened. Is that when you saw the universe breathing? No. In Colorado? No, no, no. It was, oh, I guess it was the universe. <laughs> I saw trees, like, leaning in and listening. Oh, that's weird. Anyways, oh, it was awesome. Gosh. But here's the thing. Go figure. Now, here's the whatever you want to call it to that. When I smoke weed, I get way too high. It's funny. Okay, I get high. <laughs> it's and it's not, hilarious. like, it's it's almost uncomfortable. Like, I can take seven or eight hits of acid and be like, this is amazing. Yeah. And then I... I eat half an edible or I take one hit of his weed and I'm like, oh, I'm pretty much I'm dying. <laughs> like it's weird. So just to, just to, to <laughs> let, let everybody listening digest on that. Yeah. Uh, find yeah. your find your good buddy earth thing. But Jesus Christ, I get high <laughs> on weed. On gardening. Wait, I need to go to the bathroom. If I were gonna play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah. to the bathroom. Let's do, let's do some weekly inspirations and let's, then they can play us out. How about that? Yeah, and then plan for the... Because uh, I'm really interested in knowing everyone's yeah, well, best room tricks. I'm down for a double feature at the oh, end. Yeah. yeah. Might be a great podcast. I've only had one shroom trip and it was good, but my best trip was <laughs> Sorry, on acid. Sorry, I forgot to... Are we still recording? Sit down. Yes, yeah. absolutely. She stands up and she's like, oh, don't tell I know. me how to pee. I'll tell you when. Fuck the patriarchy and she... She pee standing up. Um, With a sheenus. Yeah. You do? <laughs> I've been meaning to buy one of those. So no, I want one. Yeah, no, she doesn't even use one. That's why I get one the seat. Yeah. You guys. A sheenus. We're talking about a sheenus. That's does, great. Does that but make you uncomfortable? No, I'm. No, but for people. Patriarchy! Just li- <laughs> That was I'm gonna stab you. <laughs> for people listening, let's keep it legit. Um, but for real. Weekly inspiration and uh, okay, so Laura and, and, and let's take the word inspiration. Right? We, we got to come. Up Have with you been? Too. I love Chris Hardwick. What are you loving right now? So, Art, music, gotta, okay. video games. 
What are you loving right now? What are you into? What are you doing on your own time? Let's rebrand it right now for our podcast because we can't take Chris Hardswick's. So Chris Hardswick's. (laughs) Chris Hardswick's. So hard. Chris Hardswick's. What makes you sparkle? Yeah, yeah, sparkling. What's what's your sparkle right now? What's your sparkle this week? All right. Yes. Laura Fox original. Yeah, all right. Wow. Uh, is that oh. your last name? Laura Fox TMT. Yeah, my, my, it's true. Uh, two X's. starting if I've ever heard one. Thanks. Well, um, two my X's. sparkle is literally a sparkle. Um, <laughs> I was gifted a very special ink for my fountain pen. It's a sparkly Ooh. purple ink, and Ooh. I'm wow. loving writing in my journal. I try for three pages every morning. Um, shout out Artist Way. If you haven't read it, go yes. for it. It's amazing. Um, okay. Morning pages, try to do it. And that really helps me like just get my thoughts out, get the shit on the page, and then I can like go about my day and feel yeah. pretty grounded. Good. Um, so the journaling part is amazing, and writing with an incredible pen is really Okay, good. Yeah. Um, so, so Reese, when, when, while you were paying the water bill... Um, we uh, we try and do, and it's not consistent, but it it's mostly consistent. Every week, we we we're let's take away the word inspiration. It's something that you're you've heard or seen or watched or listened to or read that is giving you some fuel for your creative juices. And if nothing, that's okay too, because sleep is also awesome. But um, if if there's something that like it's your sparkle, it's you like a transformational bubble bath. That's yeah. like I uh, got I got three things. Sure, <laughs> not just yeah. zero. I, I got uh, Emily King's new album right now. Emily like, King. Emily King's new album. Not only just watching her play, but she's been posting these. Her doing three part harmonies in bathrooms with her backup singers. Have you seen that shit? <laughs> just like, why are you kidding me right now? You're killing it, goddess. <laughs> I've gotten to see her live a few times and I feel like I should just pat myself on the back for that. Um, the second thing is um, um, Love is a Beautiful Thing by Wolfpack. I <laughs> Wolfpack, yeah. Um, that is like the Theo takes the high harmony and that no. lady with the low voice, Like I feel like she's like my yeah, we should because like, as a lady, I, a lady lead singer, I often pretend like a I'm a soprano, but I'm really an alto. And to have that lady alto just, life. Like, okay, yeah. Having that okay. lady just like kill it on the lower end, I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, look, she's doing it. Uh, growing up as as a bass, and uh, my sister was an alto. Like that shit is infuriating. Growing up in a system where yeah. every lead singer that you're listening yeah. to is a fucking tenor or a soprano. Yeah, so I'm a fake soprano for sure, But that's why I write. I guess that's why I write songs. So I can <laughs> bump that down. And like, not to be like a super duper ridiculous romantic, but my third thing is like, my wife fucking makes this existence sparkle, y'all. I don't know if you've ever met her, but she's like, she's amazing. What's your What's your wife's name? Her name is Lauren. She's an angel. She's just like in this time where people are being divisive. She like just like walks the walk. She doesn't tell anybody what she's doing, but she like. She's cool. She's a cool person. She she works for the to like better the environment. She like runs a literacy center. Like she just like. That's she awesome. just kind of like does it, it and yeah. then she's like, I don't give a shit if people know what I'm doing. Good. Good and I'm her. just like, how are you like a thing? Anyway. Excellent. Well, that's, that's a good, that's a good per- wow. What a, how do you guys meet, first off? What a good person to love. <laughs> I want to know. I only love hey, assholes. So <laughs> eight years ago, she walked into one of my shows and she literally picked me up. Asshole. 
That's awesome. That's I was like, so this is St. Louis. Do you just do you just want to be my best friend, or do you want to like make out with me? I'm not really sure. We never know now. now. I'm like, this cannot be. Just like this hotness walks into my show, and I'm like, I don't, She's I don't gorgeous. even know. And then it was like gonna be the summer fling, and I was like, we have too many things in common. What's happening? You live in San Diego, so we were. Apart, like, long as for two and a half years, and then, uh, wow. I don't know, eight years later, that summer fling, it's still flinging, y'all. Good. So what a cool... Still flinging eight years later. How long have you been married for? Uh, two and a half. This is our... It'll mm. be three years in Give August. Give it time. It'll die down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They, I don't know. Don't listen to this guy. Like, hey, Lauren's kind of the... She's a sparkle. She's a sparkle. Excellent. She a nice lady. Wow. All right. Well. Uh, Shout out. Hey, Lauren. Lauren, if you're listening, <laughs> don't ever stop sparkling. <laughs> don't ever stop sparkling. Stay sparkling. You're like Ed- Edward in Twilight. Do you think I can play with this? Uh, yeah. Henry. I sprained my middle finger so I can only flip you off, but maybe I can play this song. Hold on, ladies. Yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. They're really excited. I know, I'm excited to hear them. My sparkle this week, uh, two, two things. Um, I, I, and I've, I've said this on the last uh, podcast, but it's now a specific episode. Um, Letter Kenny is my favorite show of all time. Oh, uh, it is. Sorry, it is grown to <laughs> from something that I thought was just silly into something that was very special to me and yeah. I think is excellent. The episode Bach and Beach, um, about going to like a pre wedding mm-hmm. party, the music Go and Deer. Yeah. Um, the music supervision, the cinematography, everything about that and especially the last like two or three minutes of that show depicts this moment that is so incredibly honest and true about how you feel when you're searching for love and other people are kind of finding it. It's it's a really beautiful moment that I remember the first time I watched it, I started to tear up because it was something that kind of snuck up on me on this show that yeah. I, it's <clears throat> the same thing like with a friendship that starts becoming meaningful. It, it takes on much more than yeah. what you thought it was capable of. And that show makes me feel really genuine feelings. And I love it so very much. And I wish I had the music supervisors pulled up on my phone right now. But they do an incredible job. Have introduced me to some of my favorite music. Both uh, like French-Canadian, Canadian, and otherwise. It is the best thing ever. So that is my sparkle. Is uh, It's epi- or season four. Five episode maybe. No, oh, it's I'm deep say, in. I'm you're say right. It's episode yeah. five of season five. Yeah. Or episode six. I don't know. It's good. But, I know the episode. I watched but it. But it is a fantastic hilarious Feelies. episode. My second sparkle <laughs> is something I came second. up with uh, with uh, this girl I just met named Emma, and um, Emma. I'm gonna write her yeah. down. You're on record, Emma. Emma <laughs> You're in trouble Emma's now. Super <laughs> hilarious. She's super smart. Um, oh, uh, sounds like you like her. <laughs> so uh, we woke up in the morning and wait, 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 wait. You woke yeah, up in the morning together. 
Cash. Yeah, so yeah, she'll you and the wait, you skipped a whole night. What happened wait, in the what's night? What's wrong with her? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I think so, we know what happened so, yeah, at night. So, they hey. watched Netflix no. and fell asleep. No, we it actually. Chill part. It was it was actually <laughs> hilarious because when we met at Bang the Drum, um, she was like, "Hey, do you want to like cuddle at my house?" And nice. I was like, in and somebody overheard it and was like, mm. and I'm like, no, we're probably legitimately gonna go cuddle. Which is awesome, did. though, dude. Yeah, Fuck we yeah, we bro. fucking cuddled and it was like I'm it was excellent. Cuddled. We woke dude. up in the morning. It was like oh, nine so hard. nine in the morning. We wanted pizza for breakfast. That was like we were like, yeah. I could go for a fucking pizza. Yeah. You want some fucking pizza? And we're like, okay, let's let's pizza. let's get some pizza. And so we tried to order some Domino's and it wouldn't let us. And it was because they open they open at fucking the universe they open at eleven and we we developed and because then we were like all right we can't we can't order Domino's should we drink the rest of the wine from last night and then we're like no you shouldn't start drinking if Domino's isn't open and then we're like holy shit the Domino's principle yeah you are not an alcoholic if you are drinking during the business hours of Domino's. From 10.30 to 3 a.m., if you are drinking, you're in the clear. But outside of 10.30 in the morning to 3 a.m., if you're drinking, you might be an alcoholic. That's bullshit. And that's the Domino's principle. Is mm. If you're if you're 10, 10.30 in the morning to 3 a.m., you're probably doing fine. I reject that <laughs> principle. Really? Yeah. Like, just on average. Like not alternate work. Uh, okay, on average. Okay, hold on. I if love you're under thirty. I reject. Listen, that. I love. <laughs> listen, I love. Let's expedite. I love Domino's, the little Italian joint that makes pizzas. Yeah, some things. Uh, just a little local Italian joint, Domino's. Domino's. Emma, what else is your she sparkle? Sounds, she sounds awesome. What else is my sparkle? Is Emma the sparkle? Oh well, I mean, there's there's some sparkle in there for sure. Okay. Um, she has a yeah. she has a dachshund named Commissioner Gordon, Aww. which is excellent. <laughs> She loves Yay. Batman. And That's Star a good Wars sign. And Doctor Who. And Star. Wow. But she doesn't oh, like Letter. She's but she doesn't. Sparkly. But she doesn't like Letter Kenny. So this is this is where. This no, is where okay, this is where you get to be an adult. Because you can't. If you guys, you can't like everything. She's younger than me, but way smarter. So it's like a. Hey, just a bender interruption. This is where we missed some audio. I don't know where it went, but. Now you get to hear my voice again. I'm sure you're sick of it already, but I'm going to play it out. Maybe I'll just hum until it cuts back in. Uh, thanks for standing by. This has been a Bender Interruption. Back to it. I, mean, I don't know, man. They go, they're all over the place. Oh, my God. But anyways, check them out. Hold on, Super. hold on. All right, uh, so anybody listening, fun. there's going to be some weird gaps, and I'm going to re-listen to it. Smoking oh, weed in the house tonight. So I think oh, we yeah, might. It's depressing. I know it's super depressing, but I'll re. What's this all the blue? Is, why is it blue? Yeah, why is that blue? That's all recorded. Are you sure? There's Usually a gap. Color. Why is that red? Yeah. No, no, no. That's Pat. Just trust me. Anyways, people listening, hello. Sorry, we've had our first technical difficulty. And Laura is going to pass around her saxophone and let all of us try to play it. <laughs> I think, and, and here's the thing, Henry, we might not have gotten your sparkle, but... Shit, fuck. No, love. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll share my sparkle anytime. And okay. uh, if, if we need to come back and, and fill in, I'll, I'll fucking fill in the thick. I know exactly what I was sparkling yeah, about. Let's do it. That's so weird, dude. That d- so. Dang, you didn't even touch it. 
Nope. Ow! He hurt me. Sorry. And we cut Clint off. All right, people, this is going to be, here's the thing. This is very, this is why I need a producer. <laughs> I can't do it all by myself. Um, but it's a also, a, yeah, my sparkle is listening to my friends and fans and I don't have fans. Sorry, friends and family. That's fucked up. <laughs> I have one fan, my mom. I love you, mom. Um, <laughs> but my my sparkle is listening to new people and old people, especially you, Henry. You're so old. Um, old soul. Doing their art, but I want Reese and Laura to take it away for the end. And it is being recorded, I promise. <laughs> Do you know this one, though? Have we played this one together? I don't think so. I thought you were going to do the Love is a Beautiful Thing, but let's do no. this. This one. Oh, God. Cat, kitten. I cat, love you, too. Cat on her butt. Okay. I'm going to try to attempt this with my sprained okay. finger. Fine. Do you want to hear this? Okay. I'm gonna, I'm, I've been introducing all of my songs. So this one Please. is called My Love. And it is about time traveling back. To the point where you, when you meet someone that you, before you've fallen in love, and if you could time travel back to that point and be able to observe it, you're just like, dude, you don't even know what's about to happen to you. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I you just can... got chills. I totally yeah. understand. So, that. yeah, so it's just like, the first line is, you don't even know me yet, but I have loved you my whole life. So okay. if you can think about how... <laughs> If you love someone so much, I really feel like space and time are a very malleable thing. So if you love someone so much, I feel like the echoes can echo before the time that you met. So that when you meet them, you're already, you already know. Well, time isn't linear. Yeah. So like if you have an epic love story, like at the moment of meeting someone, you should be feeling like echoes of like the life you spent together. I'm getting all emotional. Wow. No, that's, that's beautiful. I so love that. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, oh poo. <laughs> boo. Anyway. No boo. Who that. booed? I'm going to kick their ass. <laughs> <laughs>
every step you take brings you closer to my life igniting in my heart a fire that would burn so bright so in the coming sing to you of how our eyes first met and how I know I was meant for you Destroyed. Like, that was, no, you were like, I'm really. That was right man. there. And you guys, 
Like place my, my wall is just crumbling down right now. Aww. Really, I mean it. It's fucking you guys. Okay. Yeah. That's all I try it's to. It's so I try refreshing to, and inspiring. Trying to, to put the love out, man. It's, that's like what I'm. You're writing. You're writing music that's gonna make people who are in love cry because it, it hits so close to that feeling. Did you it's, write that song, Reese? I did. Damn, I wrote that song. Honey. This, that's a good story. I don't and like you. I, uh... But I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, nobody can see my f- nostrils are flared. <laughs> they are! They're so wide. And, and in such a good way. <laughs> I've lost all <laughs> feeling. Yeah, after that song, I don't fucking like you. I don't like you. I love you. I don't fucking like you. That was so good. Let's just play that song. I'm gonna eat all the time. No, it's you got that. Listen, <laughs> and li- and and I mean and I mean this to everybody. And when I say everybody, people listening to listen to that again. Go back <laughs> one listen. Because here's the thing: I've got a unique listening. Um, I've got live no live sound recording in my ear, and it sounds good outside too. But. It's like I'm gonna listen to that again and just be like, man, hey, buddy, that was like that, that, that goes, was like a mad. That song like, it, goes it, into your spine. It does. It, it and it goes again back to the original point of just like, ooh, what what makes you feel good? That song made me sparkle. <laughs> it made, yeah, it is. It's and continue doing that. And I say that for our benefit and people listening is like. Finder Sparkle, Laura Fox, original TM. TM, TM, TM. TM, TM, uh, Circle R, registered trademark. <laughs> uh, but it, it really is. It's that the importance of feeling good about when you, when you, because again, we're in a time that's like, it's really easy to be shitty. And it is. It's super easy because we can share being shitty with mm. everybody. But my goal is to share being better with everybody. It's like, listen to these cool people talking and, you know, solidarity of like, yeah, making music, making art, doing things, learning, learning is It helps alleviate the bullshit. (laughs) It does. Perspective, too. It's like, what's important to you? What's really important to you? Is, Is it, you know, a dollar sign? Is it this? Is it that? Is it what people, is it what the media tells you? Or is it what you feel? It's like, explore that. I, it's important for you to struggle too. You got to feel that struggle to know what's really important. And it's like hearing that kind of music, like (laughs) it's so (laughs) pleasing Mm -hmm. to hear that. And you guys are so like hearing the, you two play, Together, it's like, listen. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not just saying it for posterity, but it is. It's like it, it took, very. It took everything within me to not do my dumb fucking music giggle where I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> feel really good. So good. <laughs> it is, and and, totally and listen. I I'm I'm a I'm a prime. I love. Yeah, get there. Heavy metal. Death metal. I'm a metal <laughs> boy. We could do the death metal. But I'm also <laughs> very eclectic. I like to pride myself. I grew up listening to classical music, and I to this day I will argue this point. Someone says, "Do you like death metal?" I'm like, "Yeah." Let me show you Mozart, Beethoven, Vivaldi, Bach. Check this out. Metal. Agree, listen, metal. listen to this, and then I and then I'll show them. It's that's metal as fuck. 
It's fucking metal. It's metal, but I also appreciate just good music. And when you hear good music, I don't care who you are. It's it hits you, and that's that's you. You ladies make great music together. Cheers, everybody. Y'all. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks Brown. Um, anyways, I can't believe I'm really sorry about that. I, I I'm gonna go back and listen to this it's weird gap. Gapped because this is a this one of my favorite podcasts. Yeah. I think we went okay. So there's like I don't know the time. Five ten. It's Give like six minutes of gap. Yeah. Oh, why is it blue? I don't know. Yeah. No, why is that blue? No, no, no. no. That's all recorded because that's sure? yeah. That because that's not that. that's recorded, and this is live. Red is live, blue is done. Something to sing. Along. This is Does so that make fun sense? for the listeners. I know people listening are like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" They don't have Logic Pro. It's okay. Right. Um, thanks, listeners. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for listening this far. And also, you Hi, fucking mom. listen. What? Hi, Mom. What was your sparkle? <laughs> yeah, oh, I guess listening. you want my sparkle? Um, I'll take a sparkle. I'll take a little sparkle. Give us some spark. Um, man, it's it's been weird. I go all... I'm, <laughs> I, I think it's something to realize about yourself as well. Of, um, being really like negative a negative person and and it's it's not because of one thing or another it's like and i i maybe i will take the word negative way it's just i've always been very and my mom can attribute this she's like when you were six you were serious a little cynical why was i serious i was a serious six-year-old i don't know shit but i feel old it's that old soul syndrome but there's, uh, I feel like I'm in my like reemergence of like I'm awakening to a bunch of things that I love, and <laughs> this is gonna sound. Actually, I don't fucking care how it sounds. I love magic. I oh. love close-up magic, card magic. Sleight of hand. I love, and it's it's been happening to me more and more of like, I I kind of like ignored it for a while. I love Darren Brown. All these dudes that are rad, like they can show you card tricks. And I did a card trick for someone the other day and it worked and it freaked me out because I was like, that shouldn't have worked. Well, the amount of joy and not <laughs> that shouldn't have that worked. Person. I, I guess yeah. I was like, I, it, so it's like this thing of like, okay, let's translate that into every other aspect of your life. It's like that, that, like surprise of like I didn't expect that some and fucking sparkle dude so mm-hmm. a band that I've been blasting in my ear holes cause I love being able to hear thank god and hopefully I can hear it a lot longer I know I'm going partially deaf in my same, left ear but same zeal and ardor oh yeah they're a thank you Clint yeah thank you Clint he showed me a instrumental piece from them that was, it's like, it's keyboard, it's a dude on a keyboard playing, and it's just a keyboard piece. Such a sick melody. It's like a music it's box. It's, right? it's super creepy and melancholy and sad, but yeah, like oh, it oh. makes you feel kind of good, too. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, who's this band? And then I dove into their, and it's, 
it's hard to describe, but I recommend people go listen to Zeal, mm -hmm. Z-E-A-L, and and Ardor, A-R-D-O-R. It's this dude. It's like black metal soul. It's southern. It, it's southern gospel chant meets death metal meets Whoa. black metal meets like Whoa. thrash like meets thrash meets yeah, Nath like, Nathaniel Rateliff in the in the night's not so much slack metal. Like, it's, it's more like no it's thrash yeah, it's, it's more like thrash like they go thrash we'll we'll play some oh, for you I'll, I'll, I was gonna say off 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 the mic we'll play it because you gotta hear it's yeah. so good and this dude the the lead singer is I don't know his name but he's he's got this fucking rad afro mm -hmm. and he sits there and he's got his backup singers and it's like you see him just like getting down and then he just kind of like and then they go into this like death metal like thrash and you're just like holy shit like the devil is fine and you're clapping you're like and then it's like and you're like what's happening well i'm being transported and you're like, oh, this is pure fucking passion. Like, this dude is mad. I have no expectations of, yeah. like, what so, I'm about to Yeah, do. so anyways, that's been my... I, yeah. The last week, I've been listening to their shit, like, over and over. And just, like, it's so different mm -hmm. and tasty. And then Clint and I... What was that, two weeks ago? He showed me Slim Cessna's Auto oh, Club. Slim Cessna's Auto Club, fuck yeah. They have this performance. It's live. You have to watch it live <laughs> on, on YouTube. It's so creepy. But it's really fucking amazing. It. Yeah. No, but no, listen, no, no. it's it's one of those like, you're like, that. if you were there at that club, they were playing, I think they're in Austin, maybe. Yeah. It's, it's fan. that same, it's kind of that revival and they're, it's the whole, <laughs> and maybe if you've guessed at this point, um, mockery of religion is tasty to me because I grew up religious <laughs> and now I'm not at all mm -hmm. and it's tasty when it's like revealing but here's the thing there's some beautiful art in it as well so they do these like gospel chants and sings and then they get down and it's just yeah, I'm so, looking forward to hearing it that sounds good yeah. so anyways if you like, if you like magic check out In and Up Itself it's a New York City Derek Delgadio, he's I know Derek. Yeah, he, it's incredible. It's a yeah. live performance. It's Fuck like yeah. magic meets self discovery yeah. meets like existential. What does it mean yeah. to be a human? Dude, awesome. Yeah. Darren Brown is one of my favorites. Um, there's a there's there's awesome musicians or musicians. Well, there is, but magicians on Netflix. Uh, Justin, fuck, what's his name? Mu uh, Magic for Humans. It's um, on Netflix. Saw that. That's that a great Justin, one. he's really funny and he's really good. Hmm. But anyways, like those, those... He hosted Cupcake Wars on... on the perfect. <laughs> but but those sparkly moments of just sparks. being surprised. I love being taken by surprise, even though I should know better. And that's the beauty of magic is like when they're, they're like, you think you should know that that's how it's going to end, but it doesn't. And they surprise you and you're like, oh boy, I feel <laughs> 10 years old again. Oh, you? You're like, I don't know how you did But that. anyways... That, that's all I have to spell. It's supposed to be. Yeah, with all the balls on my mouth, sparkle. Colin? No. Yeah. And I want you guys to just take it away for the last. Let's do one more. One more in the right Okay. I feel good about that, too. Again. Yeah, make us cry again. One more.
What is it that you want from me? Is there something that I can see? Oh my words, it's on the ground. It gets so hard to talk to you. You're covered in that shell you pull. As if you do and don't Why? Why did you play all the 
right now. <laughs> wow. Well. <laughs> Thanks, Laura. You make me sound I, good. Thanks, yeah. I think you guys. No. Wow. That chord progression over and over until I figured it out. Yeah, I'm here for So I'm going to revise my sparkle statement. Yeah, all my sparkle. Uh, all my sparkle yeah. is <laughs> listening to you two gals oh, rip it. Um, stuff, it is. It really is awesome to hear you guys play, and it really is like that's. Thank you for being here and sharing that and. I know people listening is like, that's so, that's what I, that's, ooh, that focus is just like listening to people enjoy what they do and doing it well. Um, that's a great inspiration. And that should be the message. It's just like, if you like something, do it and then do it well. And keep if, doing it. Keep doing it. Whatever really, it is. Yeah. Whatever, yeah, it is, whatever it is, you know. And you two do it very well. And you Super definitely should take that and share that with more people. Um, I'm definitely going to share that with everybody. Obviously, Boy, you have no God. choice now. You're <laughs> no, on. You you've been recorded. Yeah. What, what do we call ourselves? Bender Blend Live Sessions. It's mouth. the, the mouth 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 mouthfeels. Mouth <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mouth. Uh, something with the mouth. Like the Galitos. I think it should be. I think we should still be called the minimum amount because we're like the minimum amount of people. And it's <laughs> so hard to say. Minimum amount. Luckily, this is all recorded, so we can just rewind. The minimum amount of minimum of people that you could have. How about the minimalists? It's easier to say. You know what? A band name that I've always wanted. Just because I want to say it. The Malamutants. Um, I want a band. That's tight. That no, but yes. No, and now. Now. I want a band called Not That Cool just so we can be like, hey, what's up, guys? We're not that cool. Hey, <laughs> so, Yeah, my indie rock band's going to be Carbs. Oh. <laughs> carbs. So, and you throw bread at the crowd. There's <laughs> bread a band and pasta. special guests, and it's just confusing. <laughs> With special guests, special guests. <laughs> Why is he repeating himself? Okay. I, I think you guys will find you, you'll find it, yeah, whatever name it should be. But in the meantime, in the meantime, thank you for being here. Cheers! Cheers! Cheers, everybody! Thank you so much. And we're gonna Thanks, sign Denver. off. Oh, you're so welcome. I love you guys. Stay pretty. Love it. Stay Bye. pretty. I'm gonna shave this mustache off in 20 minutes. Why? Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>